What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of DeFi Discussions. This is episode 15. We have a good one for you tonight. We got uh, Get That Small from uh, Ready Layer 2 podcast. He's an Arbitrum guy. Should be a good one there. We're going to be talking about Zen. We're going to be talking about some like uh, politics stuff. Gary Gensler getting killed and a bunch more. Let's let's jump right into it. Let's bring in the guys. What's up, fellas? Hey, How's everyone doing what's today? up, Shizzy? So j- just to confirm, Shizzy, you mean killed with air with scare quotes around it, right? <laughs> yes, def- definitely scare. Definitely, okay. definitely okay. scare quotes. All right, good, good. All right, so um, get small. Am I saying that right? Yes, sir. Yep. So uh, you have a podcast called Ready Layer Two. I've listened to a couple episodes. I think it's I think it's really really good. It's really cool, professional. I was like shocked at how the the uh, the, I mean, (laughs) but it was really it was really good. I was I was really thank you. I appreciate that. It's really good. It's called uh, Ready Layer Two, and it's on Apple, Spotify, and a couple other ones. Yeah, and basically anywhere you get an audio podcast from. Gotcha. What's 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 it about? So the gist of it, it's it's all based on Arbitrum. Uh, that's where I've uh, kind of made my home over the last you know, year or so in in Web three here. And the goal is to serve would be founders or people who are working on launching some kind of platform on the Arbitrum uh, layer two blockchain. So basically, what we do is bring in people who have done that already, and we run through. You know, obviously, what are you doing? What do you do? What does it do? Who is it for? That's always where you start any kind of conversation. And from there, it's kind of like, how did you get here? How did you launch this thing? What resources did you need? What stumbling blocks did you run into? Uh, who helped you? How did you get people to you know, trust you in the first place? And we just run through that with the founders who have who've done it, who had success. And we're trying to pull out as much goodness as we can for yeah the, the, the would-be founder, someone who's trying to do it for the first time and to help them as much as possible. So we stay away from any, like it's it's not like an alpha show where obviously we're talking about projects and what they do and what the founders intended from them. So you get a little bit of insight into that, which is, you know, in and of itself, uh, some pretty good data if you're trying to decide what to invest in. But that's not the goal. The goal is to learn how to build in Arbitrum and really learn how to build something and launch it uh, that people care about and will use. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. So, so Don's a pro, right? Like compared to us, like I haven't even shaved. I don't even have a special <laughs> mic in front. I'm a little scratchy too. I do have a decent mic, but I haven't shaved either. But you you know what you're doing. We're like Wayne's World. We're like three guys sitting in a basement somewhere talking to That's each other. That's where it starts, <laughs> man. Yeah. I got I'm the game. That's how you start going. doing it. <laughs> yeah. That mic sounds really good, though. I'm really impressed by that mic. This one, this mic is amazing. It's the, the yeah. Sure 58. They're not even that expensive. This thing's probably like 120 bucks. This is the mic that you typically see like a rock band with on stage because they're like <laughs> indestructible. You can throw them against the wall and nothing bad will ever happen to it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it makes good sound. It's easy to use and it's not that crazy expensive. So I recommend yeah. it. All right. We're, we're taking notes, Don. We're, we're, we're All right. Notes on how to do this right. Um, Right All right, so real quick, I just want to get into it live. So we had some issues with uh, Jacoby, Jacoby. <laughs> what was the other one last week? Yago yeah, go by. Nobody could get your name right. Could you yeah. please tell us the yeah. correct pronunciation pronunciation of your name? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I should have did this a, a while ago, but it's uh, Yago B, three syllables. So Yago and B. Oh, that's yeah. two actually. <laughs> but yeah, Yago B. That's how you pronounce it. Um, I even had my uh, my boy Lemon on the podcast last week calling me yeah. Yago Bai, and I was like, "This is supposed to be my boy," and he's calling me Yago Bai. Me, man. Dude. What's going on here, man? So, so yeah, 
Good. Yeah, it's Yago B for all the the people that split listening live. Uh, yeah, Susie's mom, whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when, when Lemon said it last week, I was like, "Uh oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, okay. uh, get small. I, I got a question for you. Um, yeah, man. So I, I actually saw uh, Ready Layer Two somewhere. I think it was on Twitter or something. So. You know, you guys are marketing pretty well. If, if I caught it before even seeing this or hearing about this, but uh, are do you have any uh, projects that are about to launch now? I, I think I saw one called Pepe's Game or something. Is that have you heard of that? Is that something related? Yeah. To you guys? Well, there there is something launching on Arbitrum called Pepe's Game. Uh, okay. I haven't covered it. I'm not involved in gotcha. it anyway. But gotcha. yeah, that is that's happening right now. I don't know a ton about it. It's a bit of a, a you know kind of DJ and gamble kind of play, um, but it's it's as I understand it, is you go in and make bets, kind of directional bets. I don't know if you're familiar with Buffer, um, where you just kind of make a directional bet and the timing on it. And gotcha. I, I think there's like an extra layer of randomness to it. So you kind of pick, I, uh, you know, this token going up in this time frame, and then you roll for like what the multiplier is or something along those lines. So great gotcha. spell, but that was, you know, part of what what I understood about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's yep. pretty much what it seemed like whenever I was I was reading up on it. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if that was uh, something you covered or anything, but yeah. So, I I, I did see uh, the Ready Layer Two um, podcast. So, is it is there a Ready Layer Two actual like group or is it? No, just that's just the name that I came up with for the podcast. So I've been I am I'm about one year in a crypto. I'm pretty much new to this world. And I have been doing podcasting primarily in the healthcare industry. That's where I do most of my work gotcha. for since 2016. Um, so the Ready Layer 2 podcast like just started. I think I've got seven episodes out there. Um, yeah. Last time I was on here, I had just even like I had just conjured the idea uh, last time I was on this show. And now, yeah, I've done seven episodes starting to it's kind of starting to find the groove and start. It just takes a little while to figure out exactly what you want it to be. Um, I knew I, you know, what I described in the beginning is what I wanted it to be, but you kind of got to learn how to do the interviews to, uh, to, to achieve that goal, if you will. So starting to find that groove, who do I like to talk to and you know, how to, how to get them on there. So that's where we're at. But yeah, there's only seven episodes out so far. Cool. Maybe I saw your Twitter or something. I know I saw those words somewhere ready layer too, but yeah, yeah. I'm on Twitter quite a bit. Uh, that's where I do most of my discovery, if you will. Um, and I honestly, I just have fun out there. That's uh, I told these guys last time, the main thing I've been doing in web three is just having a damn good time and meeting cool people and experimenting and playing and Twitter's just a great place to go do that. Awesome. So, good chance cool. you saw me there. <laughs> I think we all do a little shit posting every now and then, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the middle of the night. That's what the best shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we'll jump into, uh, so Ready Layer Two obviously is a uh, is about like Layer Twos on top of Ethereum. Um, yep. You you basically you, you cover you cover uh, mostly mainly Arbitrum or do you jump around to the other just layer Arbitrum right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's so the one thing I've learned from doing this doing podcasting for a long time is like the more focused you are, the the kind of more tactical you can be in solving a problem. And so that's what I decided to do here. And I picked Arbitrum just because I was there. I liked it a lot. I liked a lot of the, you know, I liked the people I was finding there, but I liked the, I liked the ecosystem. I liked the projects. I liked everything that was happening there. And I just said, that's the one that I'm going to stick with. So nothing against any of the other layer twos. Uh, I'm not like a, a maxi and like trying to like, uh, you know, 
wish other people failure or anything. Just I can't cover everything. So I'm focused on Arbitrum. And yeah, I mean, what's going on there? Obviously, big news lately. Uh, there was an airdrop uh, that for the longest time was kind of almost like a joke in the ecosystem. Like people would always put these things out, you know, uh, airdrop farmers. Here's how you're, you know, Twitter threads about how you're going to go do it. And like most of us that were in there just using the platform and using the ecosystem because we wanted to and we liked it, um, never took any of that seriously. We actually, I was pretty much at the point where I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Um, so when it did, it was legitimately a surprise for everybody. Like when that came out, I didn't, there wasn't a single person that was like, yep, I knew it. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I can't believe this is actually happening. Um, so then there was like a week of buzz and speculation and, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, madness about what's going to happen afterwards. Uh, most of which didn't play out because, you know, humans suck at predicting how things are going to play out. Uh, yeah. We all thought that basically people were going to get their airdrop and just go nuts buying NFTs on, you know, on Treasure and things like that. And everyone was expecting these big run-ups, um, which we did have some evidence from past experience uh, to, to suggest that. Uh, for example, earlier this year, there was a massive uh, Magic. Magic is the main token for the Treasure gaming ecosystem. There was a huge unlock there. And outsiders were like, magic's going to dump. That's way too much liquidity coming out all at once. And basically what happened was everybody got their magic out. They all went and bought a whole bunch of bridge world NFTs, which are super expensive. And they bought all, you know, basically ran the price up on things. They were all trending on OpenSea. Magic price went up. Everybody restaked all of the magic. It was, it was like a huge non-event from you know, in, in terms of like impact the ecosystem, actually it was positive. So we, we, we kind of, I think because that just happened within a few months, we were expecting that. And, it, you know, the ARB token dropped, everybody claimed it, claim was pretty smooth. Uh, and then it just kind of sat there and moved sideways and nobody really bought NFTs and nobody really did anything. It felt like, I mean, there was some movement for sure. Um, but it wasn't like this, it wasn't like this big massive event after everybody claimed everyone kind of just sat. Um, so that was the, uh, like at first seemed like, a, a almost like a, I wouldn't say disappointing, but like, we just didn't have that big explosion. That everybody was, was going for, uh, that of course led into the whole controversy around the Dow, which I'm sure you guys all at least heard rumblings of, um, yeah. what happened there was pretty much like just really shitty comms from Arbitrum. Uh, where they had their whole plan. They knew what they're going to do. They're going to set aside 750 million ARB for this foundation. Foundation had, I think, four people that were going to be uh, the directors of it that they selected. And inside of that, there was going to be, you know, some funds for actually running the DAO, some funds for paying for the setup of the DAO that had already occurred, some funds that for this future grant program, um, et cetera, et cetera. And they put this all out in this uh, AIP one and asked us to vote on it. And at, you know, first couple of days, there wasn't really much of anything. Like there wasn't much chatter around it. And then uh, Blockworks, which is a pretty big delegate, put out a, a, a statement that they were going to vote against it because they didn't like how generic the whole grant program was. There was like a massive amount of ARB tokens set aside to give grants. And their take was, you basically got this like omnibus thing and there's like a million different, you know, not a million, there's like five or six different big items all in this one vote and this one area. We think you need to add some details to it and really just tell us what does it mean? Like who's going to get grants? What's the criteria? How are you going to report on it, et cetera, et cetera. So all like 
exactly what you'd want to see out of a top delegate in your DAO and in your ecosystem. Um, so kudos to them. I think they, they had a fantastic write-up and response about it. That got everybody to kind of go in and take a second look at it. And then all of a sudden, everybody voted no. And Arbitrum was like, uh, guys, this is like done already. Like, this oh. isn't really a vote. This is a ratification of decisions made that were part of the airdrop and launching of the DAO. But they kind of batted out of order, basically. Yeah. So they they made these decisions when they were allowed to, right? Before there was a DAO and before anything was launched, before there was honest. And then they and they had us all written down. And this was exactly what they're gonna do. It wasn't like a, you know, they changed their minds later and then tried to pull a fast one. This was their plan. They just never should have put it out for a vote. And they did. And that basically that action right there is what caused the whole shitstorm that occurred afterwards. Because then, you know, once the thing was voted down, then people were coming in and saying, well, you need to, you know, put those put that money back. Um, because, again, like they said, it was already it was already happening. They moved the 750 million ARB and then they sent 50 million of them to Winter Mute or something like somebody for uh, market making. And then they sent them to like they, all of the money is moving. And being spent and they're doing things prior to the vote happening and then the vote went the wrong way and then it just kind of made it look really bad um so that led to some proposals from others to give the money back to the dow and let the dow kind of revote and redistribute it um that's been largely shot down by the ecosystem i don't know where the vote stands now but it was like 90 percent of people were like no we don't we don't need to drag this out it's really clear what was intended and what they did. And these guys got us here. They built this thing for us. They gave us all a shit ton of money. They put us in a position to succeed. Why is the very first thing we're going to do like to drag them through the mud and make an issue that's ultimately just going to hurt us and our ecosystem? So that's basically how the, the 90% of the Arbitrum ecosystem responded to it. And at least from what I can tell, I don't know if they were all, you know, quote, outsiders or something like that, but at least the people who are making the noise about give the money back to all these things, I had never heard of prior to that hoopla. So I don't know if they were there and in the background and quiet and they had legitimate concerns or if they were coming from the outside and, you know, trying to do some kind of power play for whatever reason. I don't I, like I'm, I'm not going to try to judge that, but the people that I spend time with every day all of them were like, no, this is stupid. Let's just move on. So that's basically where we're at right now. Uh, they did, uh, the, the Arbitrum addressed all of the concerns that were originally raised by Blockworks and then by the rest of the community where they split that up into two different proposals. They added a lot of clarity around the grants. They had a lot of clarity around a lot of different areas that, that um, you know, we raised concerns on. And everybody everybody's pretty much happy now. So I think uh, that crisis has been averted. And um, that stuff, it's all just been done in snapshot votes so far, but it'll move over to Tally for the on-chain vote, and then that'll be done, and probably won't think about this anymore. So exciting wow. times. So, Don, I've got, I've got a couple very basic questions for you. Um, yeah. Arbitrum. And, and these are questions. So I, I've been trying to resolve this for myself, but I haven't really come up with good answers. So when we look at, when we look at some of the major layer twos, Mm -hmm. um, and we look at some of the other, the other major players, you know, there, there's a few that have, you know, there's a thing they have, for example, like, you know, um, Avalanche's thing is it can spin off sort of sub networks. Um, and so when I look at, you know, and, and, you know, one of my favorites is Polygon. 
So when you look at Polygon, what's Polygon's thing? Well, it's super, super cheap. It's super fast, super safe. So like it checks a lot of the boxes. So when I look at Arbitrum, Arbitrum is fine. I mean, I've used it, I've used it a, a bunch. It's fine. It's relatively cheap. You know, it's fast enough. It's stable, blah, blah, blah. It's got all this good stuff. But when I do side-by-side -side comparisons to some other ones, especially like Polygon, I guess this is true for so many layer twos. When I compare them to Polygon, I have trouble coming up with a good reason why I would use why I would not use Polygon for something, mm -hmm. given that how ridiculously cheap and how great their customer service is, and like how many good things are there. So what's what's Arbitrum's um, primary value proposition that would drive people to self-select to use it clearly instead of uh, instead instead of a different chain? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's one that I personally can't answer too well, because like I said, I haven't, like, I didn't go out and compare them all and, and, and select Arbitrum. I stumbled into Arbitrum, was okay. perfectly happy here and stayed. That's yeah. you know, basically how you can look at me. Um, but in on Ready Layer 2, that's one of the questions that I've been asking a lot of the founders and me kind of because of that ignorance of the other uh, uh, layer twos was a little surprised to find out that it wasn't because of the cheapness relative yeah. to the other layer twos because a lot of them are in fact a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, the one guy actually said, you know, well, Arbitrum was a little bit expensive, we thought, relative to what we were doing. Um, yeah. But really, like, the main message that has come out of asking that question, right? I'm on episode seven here, right? So I've asked this question seven times, uh, but at least a reasonable, you know, more than zero sample size. It, the main thing that I'm picking up on is that they came to Arbitrum because Arbitrum welcomed them and supported them. Like Arbitrum, you know, the, the organization right. uh, was supportive of them where they would get ghosted by or ignored by, um, you know, the, the folks at the other layer two organizations that were doing the support. So that like that's been the kind of the main thing that came out is they just they've had they've just been welcoming. They've been supportive. Um, and I think because the organization themselves did that right this is off chain labs that that launched yeah. cybertrum uh because the organization themselves did that that kind of set a culture where the people in that were there working and playing kind of tended to be that way too and i think that just generally created a very welcoming helpful atmosphere that when people came in and they were trying something new they got support people you know would jump on they try out their project give them the benefit of the doubt um, which is huge in this business, yeah. obviously, like trust comes real, real hard. And uh, it's like, there was just, somebody would always give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of let them get started. So that's been the main thing that I've been hearing. And, you know, again, that goes back to w w when it comes to the Dow and things like that. And we say, well, these guys got us here. They built this thing. They built it by being trustworthy and by being supportive and by being, you know, creating a great culture. You know, that's, that's, that's where, that's where a lot of the starts, I think. Interesting, interesting. So it's so in a way they kind of got a mulligan for their comms snafu because yeah. they had all, they had sort of paid it forward. They had already helped people enough. They earned that trust. They earned the right to get a mulligan for uh, for what what yeah. ended up being just a mistake. Yeah, that was a hundred percent true for me. I, you know, hundred percent. That's exactly why I was okay with it. If I hadn't experienced the ecosystem and kind of already felt comfortable here and had that trust. I might have been a little less forgiving than I was. And that's my read. You know, when I talk to other people, that's generally what they're like. Well, yeah, of course they would move the money to the foundation. How are you going to run a foundation without funds? <laughs> like it was, it all just made sense. So I think that definitely is it. Yeah. All right. And, and a second fo follow up. Um, 
is another thing that I, I've always found curious about Arbitrum is that um, ETH is its gas and it looks mm -hmm. like it's going to continue to be the gas token for yep. ever. Um, so then that raises the question, and I've asked this before, we've talked about it before, about, you know, so what's the value of ARB in that case? Now, obviously, it gets you votes. Well, not really because you delegate those votes. And I'm sure most people who get some ARB and delegate the votes never bother, just sort of like, you know, no one ever bothered to reset the time on their VCR. For the kids out there who don't know what a VCR is, look it up. <laughs> uh, it's, you, you know, you delegate because you do it when you first, when you, when you get your, your ARB, you delegate, and then you never think about it again. Yeah. So that value proposition is fairly weak for people because they've already delegated that value away. So what role does the ARB token play if it's not gas and if you've already given away the voting rights to somebody, delegated the voting rights to somebody else? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I didn't delegate, you know, and I'm by, you know, my vote means very little in the grand scheme of yeah. things. But, you know, I didn't delegate on purpose because I wanted to go through and be forced to read these you know, improvement uh, plans and weigh them and talk about them. And it's going to be part of what we do on the show and everything else. Um, and it's, it, it's a lot of work, frankly, like even just a little bit that's come out now, like they're, they're not, they're not crazy huge. I'm, it's not like I'm reading like, you know, new FDA papers or something like that. <laughs> like, but there, there's, there's some meat there and you got to read, take the time, read them, think about them. And then there's a zillion comments afterwards. And if you really want to kind of consider what people are saying, you got to read all that. So take some time. And I do imagine that the average user is going to just delegate and trust their who they delegated to. Now, that said, who are they delegating to? They're delegating to TreasureDAO. They're delegating to, um, you know, Big Noodle from the Lost Donkeys game that they like. Like, they're, 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 where are they playing and where are they investing their time and their money and the people that they've come to trust? And they're delegating to those people. And I've already seen this happen, too, where those folks will go out and they'll say, this is our opinion. You know, tell us what you think or before we vote, like give me a chance. Yeah. So they're actually calling for people to weigh in on it. Um, so, you know, I think uh, what's the value to somebody that's not going to vote directly themselves? It's hard for me to say what they think the value is to them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, it gives me it, it does give me a piece of ownership in this. And I plan on being here for the long haul. And it's like, you know, it puts a little skin in the game. You know, because it'd be real easy for me to not pay attention and be sure, too busy yeah. to read the thing if I didn't yeah. have that. But like you were saying earlier, you know, there wasn't that um, that big explosion in ARB like there was with Magic. There was sort of it was kind of anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting when you said that was I was actually expecting the opposite to happen because there was no sort of strong value inherent in ARB. Like there was no big reason to keep it and actually a history of reasons to dump it before anybody else did, um, you know, to get to right. be the first one out the door. But then when that didn't happen, I was, I was surprised and I'm, and I'm still as curious today as I was when that didn't happen. Why? I'm still looking for the reason that people held, um, you know, like what was yeah. the thing, you know, it wasn't to pay for gas clearly. And no. once you're delegated, that's like a one shot, like you've done it, you're done. You know, so like, what's the what's left over? Is it all speculation? Is there something other people are waiting for? Are they just bots that didn't have the you rules? Know, so like, the, the, there's definitely some people that that are trading it that are you know in the ecosystem. And they are just like they're selling it when it's up and they're buying it back when it's down, right? And like trying to time them. There's definitely some of that going on. Um, but again, for the most part, I think that there's just a lot of people that believe in the ecosystem mm -hmm. and maybe haven't even completely defined what that means to them right yep. like yep. 
that they haven't said, oh, I think that this good thing is going to happen as a result of me holding this. They're saying this thing has been good to me. You know, Arbitrum has been good to me. My investments have been good here. I've built here and it's been good. And this is an ownership stake, you know, in a sense in this thing. And in time, I want to be here and help make it really good because we think it's going to continue to get better. Yeah. I, I, I think really that's that's why people are holding it. So yeah, there's speculation involved. Sure. Like there's speculation involved in literally every single thing that we're doing here. And you know, you can make all kinds of arguments about what drives the value of things in the space. But at the end of the day, it's speculation that drives the value of pretty much everything in the space. Yeah, and, for, sure, for sure, for sure. But I mean, it, when we're talking about some tokens, I mean, if we're just talking about ETH on Ethereum, for example, mm -hmm. I mean, there's clearly a value proposition there, right? The entire system runs on ETH for gas. Right. So you've got a reason to hold it beyond, you know, because you think somebody else will value it. No, no, there's a reason to hold it because the system runs on it. And so there right. will be an inherent demand. Whereas with Arb, now, I, Shizzy and I, a few weeks ago, at, like right after it happened, we did a little quick back of the napkin math to sort of take a sense of, you know, Arbitrum related to other projects and the size of those other, other projects, and what the deltas and the sizes and what that could mean for the price of ARB as a representation of the value inherent in the chain. And yeah, I mean, we were seeing things, you know, like 7Xs, 10Xs. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I saw this question in the back of my mind, you know, those other comparators, the token is the gas, whereas this right. case you know, yeah, it has, a, it has a specific use. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm with you, man. And I, I can't. I can't solve this problem for you. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have an answer because why, you know, I'm holding it because, because I'm staying and I, and, and I want to like, sure. uh, like that's literally the answer for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's true for others too. Does that, does that sustain? I don't know. Time will tell, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> time sure. will tell. Niblets, uh I, I think that uh, our Arbitrum has really strong, a really strong brand. Right, like people know about it. GMX was one of the first big usable uh, protocols that drove a ton of people there, but it hasn't had its big run up yet, right? And the and it just released the token not long ago, and so yeah. the circulation is is still rather smaller, right? And so if we if people, I think the people that that are holding a lot right now, they're waiting for that bull run because they know it will 10x. It will 10x, in my opinion, um, because it, it will follow the polygon polygon kind of trajectory, even though polygon was gas and all that stuff, it doesn't matter because the brand is there. And it will it will jump on that hype train with the bull run, in my opinion, yeah. I could be no, wrong. Sure. But that's it, what it, I, that's it, why I think people are holding. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't be the only product in the world that trades on the strength of its brand. So, I mean, that, that's certainly mm -hmm. a, a valid, a valid point. And when I look at, you know, when I'm searching for reasons, you know, I certainly see, and this is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong with this uh, understanding that um, there does, it does seem to have um, its hooks a little deeper into GameFi. And so just the fact that that chain is support is sort of playing a stronger supporting role in GameFi, um, even if ARB isn't the, 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 the token that runs it all, it seems like then there's still some very strong inherent value in having people just get on the chain. And so it gets that whole thing. Going. So I, I'm not I'm not actually disputing the value of, of ARB. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't take it that way. I think it's a great question. Yeah. I think it's one. I think it's one we got to think about a lot. But I do like. Uh, I, I think Yugobi is probably pretty close in general. A lot of people are holding it because they think later it's going to be worth a lot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 
So it's there's a lot of innovation on that chain too. If if you think about it, like the protocols, it, it's one of the first uh, chains that has the options protocols. That there's a lot of options protocols on there, mm -hmm. but the options type of protocols for DeFi, I feel like it's we're not there yet. But out of all the chains, they're all on Arbitrum trying to get there, right? And so there's a lot of stuff like leverage and margin and stuff that. Mm -hmm that's on Arbitrum that you don't see as much. You, you do have some stuff like GNS on Polygon and, and even Kronos has some, but it's like manual leverage to where you have to put collateral up and then you can, you can borrow another uh, token, but you know, it's not like how GMX works. Right. So I just feel like there's a lot of innovation happening on Arbitrum. I like it a lot. And you know, I'll, I'll hold my bag for the next bull run. Well, so those examples you, you raised are really interesting because even though those, are, those aren't gamify specific examples, like you're some little character running around, but that's still a, a gamification of, of sort yeah, of financial sure. derivatives that when you're doing mm -hmm. that, you're, play, you're essentially playing a game, right? That's not investing. Um, it's not even really trading. You're not doing like a one for one trade to try and pick a, a, pick a price. No, no, no. You're actually engaging in some fairly deep uh, uh, game mechanics. Um, that just happens to correlate very closely to uh, to value. Um, so yeah, I mean, if that's if that's Arbitrum's thing, um, you know, then that's the that's the right place to go for, you know, back in the way back in the day. Gosh, I'm you know, you joked about me being the old man, Don, and yeah, here we go again, the old man. <laughs> back in the day when you used to buy, you know, like records and CDs and stuff, like when you got to know the production company, the record company. You would actually use that as a way to find other bands because they would they would sign similar bands. Mm, interesting. Sort of, sort of like a same idea here, where you got arbitrage yeah. just looking for you know with the you know not a band but projects, and so you're like, okay, I'm going to look on Arbitrum because I know Arbitrum's got this thing for finding really interesting sort of derivative plays or mm -hmm. you know different card games or, or whatever. So yeah, I'm 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 sort of talking myself around you know where where where, where the value is is here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, to, but to your earlier point, you can come on and you can do all of those things without ever holding a single arb. Yeah, so yeah. like it is, it's, it's definitely like they're creating the brand pull. The, when you, when you get in here, you're going to see that other people value holding that token and there's a culture and like, I mean, just like anything else with people, man, like if you see everyone else doing a thing, you want to do the thing. I think yeah. there's probably some of that going on. Um, so yeah, no, it is, it's, it's a, it's a cultural thing. It's a brand thing. And, you know, I think as long as it keeps building and good things are happening around it, I feel like that will continue to happen. Sure. And well, that, that's like, I mean, Shizzy, you said a long time ago that, you know, that what you're looking in the future is you're seeing, um, you know, community coins. Yes. Having a strong position going forward. And so, you know, yep. maybe ARB's value proposition is that it's, you know, in a, in a funny way, kind of like Dogecoin, like it's a community coin. It's the people and that's sort of like the representation and the, and the, the point there where they all, where they all come together in, in yeah. a community. Yeah. But one thing, thing too. God. God. No, I was going to say like, I'm, I'm loyal. I, I got the airdrop, you know, I, I like, so I, I think that the loyalty, I'll always be loyal to, to ARB for that airdrop. So yeah, I will sure. always use ARB and I always like appreciate that, what that chain did for me. So I think a lot of people have that perspective as well. Yeah. And one thing I forgot is, you know, in terms of utility, there are a bunch of games and even some NFT projects that have come out and that, you know, have allowed you to mint with ARB uh, or, you know, buy game tokens with ARB and things like that. So there yeah. are definitely ways you can use it directly without having to swap it, you know, for ETH yeah. to, you know, or to buy LP. stuff or do yes. Uh, so. 
Yeah. Get small. I, uh, I have a question for you about something uh, that you spoke upon um, with delegation mm-hmm. and governance, right? So um, I heard about DAOs a couple of years ago, but like it didn't really hit the mar- the industry, I feel like, you know, until this last uh, DeFi run, right? And um, <clears throat> do you see delegation uh, becoming a big deal later on in terms of <clears throat> larger entities wanting uh, others people's are to be able to have more power in the ecosystem. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a whole platform built around that already. Uh, Plutusdao um, is uh, a, a governance black hole, and you okay. basically take your tokens there, your governance tokens from wherever, and you convert them into their token. And that and I, I, it's not something I played around a ton with, uh, but that's basically what they're doing is they are amassing that governance. And that is to give influence to projects that want to, you know, do, you know, whether it be bribe contracts or, you know, whatever, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're built the whole business around it. Yeah. And, and I feel like that could be a huge utility later because if you can like leverage that, right. Like let's say I don't want to be involved with the governance side of Arbitrum, but I have, mm. I'm a big whale. Then like, then you could, you know, maybe you can offer at a little bit of a premium, right? Like your ARB tokens or whatever to an entity so they can have more delegation, right? Yep. And so that's where I feel like when I was first explained what a DAO was a couple years ago, I was kind of like, oh, that's weird, right? But then that was one of the main driving points was, hey, like you're going to be able to, you know, uh, people are going to want your tokens for the for the DAO to be able to make you know their influence stronger, more powerful, and so I can see that being a big utility later. It doesn't look like that yet, in my yeah. you know, but later down the road, man, I think like entities are going to want they're going to be battling each other right for more power to be able to got think about guiding one of the the strongest chains in 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 Web three, right? Yeah, so, right I mean. I don't know. Yeah, and there's and there's like the, the, the grant thing is one. We already mentioned that that there's you know there's going to be a grant program and having some direct you know having some ability to drive that would have value. There is uh, if you want to spin up uh, another Arbitrum L2, that has to be approved by the DAO. Uh, you can do an L3. Basically, anybody could do an L3 without permission, but the the DAO has to approve any other L2s. So there are going to be major you know, economic and economic, you know, uh, ecosystem driving decisions made that, yeah, hundred percent people are going to want to influence those because it's going to be important for their projects, their interests. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But the Plutus style thing's interesting. That's one, I, like I said, I haven't gotten deep into it, but that's one of the ones I want to, to, to mess around with. Uh, I'll, I'll, what, like I do with anything, if I'm going to play, I have to put a little, uh, skin in the game, so I'll, I'll, you know, invest something in there, figure it out, kind of learn the mechanics of it. It's, it's super interesting conceptually what they got going on there, so worth checking out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in there. I have some, um, some Plutus. Uh, of course, Plutus. you do. I'm a little bit in there. I, so, I, I, what, I, what made you go? Yeah, tell us what, like, what um, brought you in there in the first place. So, uh, so basically, I saw it, I saw it a while ago, when it was around forty cents, way before the airdrop. Um, a, uh, I felt like someone on twitter mentioned it now I, w- I was lo- actually just looking in the i was trying to get some skin in arbitrum because the time they didn't have a token i was just kind of looking i was already in camelot and then i was out of camelot because i bought camelot at like 250 and then i sold it at like 600 which was a total mistake and then so i wanted to get in something else early 
Um, so I found Plutus at 40 cents and I wrote that up to, to recent, I think it was like a dollar 10, I think it went up to dollar 50, but it's so, and it, so after I made money on it, I felt obligated to at least stake some, um, so I got some Plutus mm-hmm. ARB, PLTS ARB, I'm just staking it there and mm-hmm. uh, the yield's pretty high on it. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong here because I had not to change because I haven't checked it in, in like a few weeks, but I'm pretty sure it's like 30 to 40%. Oh, very nice. So, yeah. So basically you just give them your ARB, they give you Plutus ARB receipt and it's, it's staked and you just earn yield on top of that. Plus, Shizzy owns a little piece of every single coin. I, I don't like missing out. I do not like missing out. <laughs> I, have, I, I actually have a fear point. of missing out. I've <laughs> 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 heard that before. Um, since, since we're on arbitrage, we're talking about some, you know, some of the side things that are going on. Um, this might be a good time to bring in the um, shittiest of shit coin. Um, yep. Shitty shit right, coins. Since I got frog <laughs> coins. There is go. the frog the new dog coin? We will discuss the recent explosion of frog coins, meme coins. I think we all here have an experience this week with lottery ticket playing. I think we all played the, the crypto casino. So um, let's, get, let's get into it. Um, so it all started. Um, get that small. This is kind of, I think you, you were probably the, one of the earliest in this. Well, not from our perspective. So what, what can you tell us about uh, the first one? Which was... Yeah. So the first one I picked up on was Pepe. Um, and this was, I mean, it's so hard to even understand. We're, we're like five days into this thing and it's like ending already. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the, I picked up on, on Pepe first and, and, and actually like the, my sense of it, I'll say goes back a couple of weeks. So three ish weeks ago, um, I'm on Twitter on a Saturday or something like that. And I'm going through my feed and I'm noticing every single person on my feed talking about Nakamingos and like I hadn't heard the project before that and but there was something different about it and I like I picked up on it immediately and it was that the people I I do a lot of art stuff too so I I follow a lot of artists and a lot of art collectors and like the people who are talking about this Nakamigos project are art collectors they're not like the normal NFT kind of shit posters that normally are talking about NFTs right um, so it's, it's stuck out to me and I was like, this, like, this is probably one of those ones that'll pop for a couple of days and I can make a few bucks on, I should go buy some. Fortunately, nothing was liquid and I was unwilling to sell any of my positions mm-hmm. that weekend. And, uh, I totally missed out, but it was just like, it was this feel. So three weeks later, and I'm not like, I probably never would have made, uh, I would have never held Nakamigos up to 0.9 or whatever the hell they ran to. I would have sold them way before, but whatever it was the feeling I picked up on three weeks later. Same thing happened. I'm on Twitter. It was like an odd time of day. And I noticed people talking about a shit coin that I would never expect to talk about a shit coin and immediately stood out to me. And then like all of a sudden, everybody's talking about it. And I went away a couple hours, came back. And by then we're pro- I don't remember where we are, but we're probably on like that first big leg up there. Um, right on the, no way out the, uh, first way on the left. Okay. Yeah. Way on the left, like the fourth green you know, candle you got there Ugh. way right down there. below that line. <laughs> no, even, oh, even right, earlier. right there, right there, right there. Oh, wow, so it's about guy. right there. That's where, that's where like my spidey sense picked up on it, if you will. And, wow, but early. I'm not a shit coiner. Right. So yeah. like, it just, it's, it stuck out to me. I went away and I came back in a couple hours and now we're at the top of that, you know, first, you know, right. where your, your line is there, right. In that circle, okay. that's about where we are. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing people like, Oh shit, I missed Pepe. That sucks. And I'm like, 
that was too fast. There's no way. Like there's too many people who don't shitcoin talking about this. I'm going to go buy some. So that's why I, I, I bought some somewhere that's in that range. Buy. And I that's did okay. I did a couple X. I don't like, you know, I, I'm not crazy with this stuff. Um, but that just like that, that's from, from my standpoint, that's what kicked all this off. And once Pepe started running and everybody was talking about it, then people are just like copy paste the contracts and, you know, spinning up cope and hope and slope and feet and wheat. <laughs> and it's like, like you, like you can't even keep up with them. So God. there's this, uh, there's this project on, uh, on Arbitrum. Uh, it's an alpha uh, community. It's called uh, Primapes. And I've been, I've been with them since like, since they lost the NFT project. That was actually my first interview on uh, ready layer two uh, was Thade, the founder from that. And inside of that, they have a tool called APG, Ape GPT. And basically what Ape GPT does is allows you to throw a contract at it, contract, um, you know, address, and it goes off and it does evaluations like honeypot, contract renounce, like all the kind of the main checks that you want to know off a contract. What's liquidity? What's the virus? So basically everybody in this alpha hub is on the lookout for these types of things. And they go and paste these contracts in there and then they spit out and you get alerts for them. And these things like they were coming so fast. I mean, you and what's cool about it is once you set up your wallet and you're all connected, if you see one you like, you literally hit buy and all of your defaults are all set. So it'll be like new shit coin, 17,000 market cap, and you go buy and boom, you got a position in it Man. without having to go anywhere or do anything. And then wow. this week you could do that. I didn't have a t myself. I didn't have a ton of success, but I was watching these guys just killing it in there. Um, you hit that. You wait a couple hours and you sell your position and you're you're in at this like kind of bottom spot and you're out at the top spot of that first leg and you move on to the next. And I'm watching these guys just do one after the other after the other. So that was literally the entire week was trying to, to chase those things down. And I mean, you guys saw it happen. There was just there were so many of them. They were on ETH. They were on Arbitrum. Pretty much any of them that got any traction on ETH immediately got a clone on Arbitrum. Yeah. Um, which you would hope it would run there because you, then you have to pay the gas fees. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they didn't. For the most part, it's been uh, uh, Pepe and the, the ETH ones, I think, that have done Herman. the damage. Yeah. Is that tool public? Uh, publicly available? So it's a, it's a <laughs> gated community. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, gated community. You got to buy one of their NFTs that are currently sitting at about 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, something like Ooh. that. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty steep. Um, that was one that I got in um, at... I actually got one for free and the second for like 0.03 or something. So it was yeah. a pretty, 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 pretty good, good win for me. Um, but yeah, they do, they do awesome stuff. Um, I can't recommend that community enough. I'm not yeah. involved in it other than just being in the discord and being connected to it. Um, they're rolling out new tools all the time. Uh, that dude Thade that I mentioned that runs it um, just to me strikes me as someone's got really good instincts. So, you know, that's, that's a tool I recommend. Yeah. Uh, they are launching right now, banana keys or something. There's some kind of key. They're going to be meant very soon. They're very cheap and you get, you can get access to the, to, to it for like a week or a month or something like that for like, gotcha. it was like 0.01 or something like that. It was very yeah. inexpensive to, to try it out. And then they're doing uh, this, there's going to be a rental option too. Um, where they've got a bunch of uh, 
treasury um, apes that that uh, that they held on to at Mint um, that they're going to rent out through this platform, uh, rentfund.io, that's launching. So yeah, I yeah. love to see that man because uh, I feel like we're in a at a time where uh, more of this is happening to where communities are are being gated through either the token that they're selling or the nft and then you get benefits from it right mm -hmm. and 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 this wasn't the case as much like a year ago even or like two years ago for sure um and so DeFi is going to a place to where that utility is coming to community through you know your entry which like i said either their token or an nft so that's really cool yeah yeah no they do a really good job and i like Kind of just like Arbitrum, like I don't have a lot to compare it to because I found a place I liked and I just hang out there. Um, I don't have a ton of other alpha hubs to compare it to, but I've been like, I've, I've just, I've been building platforms and launching companies and doing all this stuff for 20 plus years. Yeah. And like the, they just have good instincts for people that are getting shit done. And like they're, they're getting, they're getting shit done there and there's new tools coming out. And yeah, I expect, uh, I expect everybody to know them at some point. Sweet. Yeah, oh, that's good. All right, so let's go next with their shitcoin story for the week. Uh, what was shitcoin this week? I'll go. So <laughs> I actually uh, DM'd Shizzy. I was like, hey, man, um, panda, panda. you might have missed Pepe, but have you heard of Panda? <laughs> so, like, you know, basically uh, it happens every, every shitcoin season, right? And I, we just started into this one. And what happens is that big one takes off. And then everybody is like itching for, you know, trying to hit their lotto ticket. Um, and, and a lot of them will hit like short term and then either the devs will just give up because they made their six figures or whatever, or it's a, you know, scam or whatever. But that's what happened with me. I, I threw like, I actually threw like 150 or something at it, um, it below 100K market cap. And it got to 1.5 <laughs> and I was like, oh, nice, nice. I'm, I know this is getting to 10. Pepe's already at like 90 million, you know, yeah. 10's easy. 10's easy. Next thing you know, it's like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like that, that one's, that one was like a, a heartbreaker. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you, you end up pulling the, pull, continually pull the, the slot, slot machine <laughs> to see if you can get the triple sevens. But it was fun for it was a it was a fun week. Agreed. What about you, Nibbles? You uh you get any uh, uh any lottery tickets this weekend? This yeah, weekend? no, no. I'm I'm committed to uh Arb Doge. Okay. So, um so we heard about that in our telegram channel. One of the guys who manages not really manages, but contributes to uh the airdrop uh sub channel for us uh mentioned this. He's like, hey, you know, anyone who's got the who who pick up the our drop, you know, you these other guys are are doing the drop. So like I punch in the the, the URL to see how much and you know it was a couple bucks. Um, basically they gave they they dropped to like about one percent of your ARB drop that you received a few weeks ago. So nothing much enough to just say ah let me pick it up and throw it at something nonsensical and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I kept it on ARB Doge. I kept it with this with this this with this project. Um, only because I was just like, ah, you know what the hell, you know, I looked at the APY, the API was like something ridiculous. It was like, you know, one and a half trillion percent APY. So clearly that's not sustainable, <laughs> but you know, the gambler inside goes, if I can catch that wave for an hour, 
um, you know, I can make my whatever percent back. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just put it. And then it started to unravel. And then I started to learn, oh, you've got to, you've got to pair it. You've got to pair your ARB with some ETH or no, you have to buy their token uh, with your ARB and you got to pair it with, you got to LP it with some ETH on Camelot and then you do all this other stuff. And, you know, so, and then on Camelot, if, if you haven't used Camelot before, um, you can create your LPs on Camelot. You can, you can, you can take two tokens, merge them together in a liquidity pool and get your liquidity pool token back. Uh, Camelot's got some other things where you can, you can turn it into a, an NFT that represents your, your LP holding. And then you can take that receipt and you can stake that in something called their nitros, which gives you a little extra, extra juice. So there's all these layers. And so as I was exploring, you know, I kept doing more, I kept going through each layer and adding more in complexity. And of course, spending more fees at every step of the way. Um, and then after I was pretty far into it, I realized, cause I was looking, there were some weird things. Um, when you're doing it, there's some things that just don't, that the math doesn't work out right. So for example, when, when you LP it, Camelot will only show you half of the value of your LP. Whereas if you, once you've staked everything and you go on the Arb Doge site, it will show you the full value of your LP. So I went on, on Discord to ask them what it's about. And they're like, yeah, we sort of know about this. It's, it's a weird thing with Camelot. Um, you know, don't worry about it. You've actually got your, your stuff. It's just the Camelot UI is only showing you one, the value of one half of your LP. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but then I learned, and here's why I'm, I'm so committed to it. Uh, because there's a 15% tax in and out when you when you make your when you make your deposits when you deposit your your LP tokens, so that's 30% to do a round trip, and I'll be damned if I'm going to lose 30%. So it's going to stay in the project <laughs> until it pays me back. Now that said, there's a couple benefits that I do like. Um, nine 10 12 figure apys are actually really nice that that is that is really good but because the rent the, the cost of the the round trips um and all the fees you're paying with each step of the way um you're never it doesn't make any sense to compound this so you're never going to realize the apy you're really only going to realize the apr but the APR is still, you know, it started off as three grand. It's still, you know, like 12,000% or sorry, 1200%. Mm. So it's still reasonable, um, but it has collapsed by orders of magnitude, which obviously it's going to. But the thing that I do like is the reward token is ARB. So they're not dishing out a dump token that... Mm, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Because, you know, you've it's a lot of projects, you get like this crazy APY that you know is bullshit, and then they're giving you their dump token, which you know is going to collapse yeah. as soon as as soon as you you got you got your hands on it. But the reward token is ARB, so I'm like, okay, you know, this is and it's paying out like, you know, I've got a few bucks in here, and I'm getting you know like twenty bucks a day in ARB. Um, so you know, if it if it holds steady for a weekish, maybe two weeks, depending on you know where the APR, APR goes, you know, it could kind of pay for itself. Um, and then there's talk. Um, of their um, their uh, their token that was for sale now uh, AI Doge, um, 
they have another token called AI Code. Obviously, you know, the whole project is about artificial intelligence because you know every project is about that now. Um, but their plan is when they release their second token is that you can once you've once you've built up a nest of the, of the initial token, then you can burn that token in order to get your AI Code token. Which, judging by other AI projects I've been on, or I am on, um, their tokens are used to pay for cycles. So, for example, on some of the um, on some of the uh, the the um, image AI projects, you know, their tokens you pay you pay in their token in order to get like a high res or to remove the watermark mm. or to get access to different models or you know you. The service there's extra service value added services mm -hmm. use their token to, to buy. So right. um, my my hope here is that the AI token for this project ends up being something like that where it's used to drive uh, value added features for their AI solution. Um, so eventually, at least I can you know hopefully pay back. I, basically, I just used some of the money that I got from uh, from the Arb airdrop. So I felt like you know it's. It's all. It wasn't really my money. It's all play money, right? Yeah. It's, it's play money. Even though, even though I will say that I got that play money, which was really nice because it compensated for all the losses I took on <laughs> the games that I played. <laughs> I sat up a while talking about the um, uh, Battlefly, and when yeah, I yeah, you're getting some of your Battlefly money back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thinking of Battlefly, I, I see that you post a lot about Battlefly. Gets yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are you up or down money wise? So I, I don't know is the answer. Okay. So uh, officially, I'm down for sure. Um, and what, what not, is Battlefly? Not, real quick, not by a lot. So basically, you buy the the NFT is a Battlefly. You buy your Battlefly. It comes equipped with, you know, two weapons, a shield, and some other kind of modifier thing. Um, you know, a, a common has no additional traits and there's like uncommons have another trait, like maybe it has extra shield or the rares have two. So whatever there's, so that's your NFT. You buy one of those, you take it, you stake it into the game for five magic and then you put it into battle and it's just like a simulation engine and, you know, random number generation simulating based on what mods you got on it. And either you, you know, you win or you lose each battle. If you win, you get 0.95 magic. If you lose, you lose one. And they shave a 0.05 off the top of it. Um, so you go in and you, you kind of fight through these levels and you basically progress to the point where you suck and you start losing. And then you have to buy a mod pack for five bucks, you know, five or five magic. And then the mod pack gives you a better weapon. And then you throw them back in and you battle again. You keep doing that until you get one that wins consistently. Okay. So um, it's more of a game than an investment. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like you, you, you're just having fun. You can't expect to take money yeah. out of this thing, but I can tell you some people are hundred percent like, cause there's a, there's a daily leaderboard and it's usually, so there's four levels and there's three to four daily leaderboard winners in each of those levels. And the top level, the apex flies, those guys every day, someone takes out like 250 magic or, you know, it's like 250, 120, <clears throat> and 90, something like that for the top three levels. And you see the same people in there constantly. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, some, I don't know what they're putting in to get there. Right. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're definitely pulling a lot of magic yeah. out of that thing. He, he, um, there's some pretty cool mechanics behind it um, where there is a, uh, a wasteland it's called, it's an NFT. And if you own the wasteland, that's where people, you know, that's where you go to, harvest your mod or find your mod packs 
And if you own that wasteland, you get a piece of every single mod pack that people buy too. So those things are out there. And then they've got uh, GFly as their uh, liquidity token. They've got um, uh, what they call the flywheel and you can stake stuff. So there's all kinds of mechanics to it. There's a lot of complexity. Um, I just, I find it really interesting. And I've been trying to uh, crack the code, if you will, um, just because I'm having fun with it. And I pretty sure i hit the leaderboard quite a few times but they had it's early and things break and they weren't paying them out so i either won and didn't get paid out or thought i won and didn't but if i won i'd be in pretty good shape right now so that's where i'm at but yeah it's a it's a it's a magic sink like you can't go and oh, expect to make yeah. money yeah I, I i lost i lost a lot in it and as i was as i realized that I actually sat down with the spreadsheet to figure it out. And so basically the way the mechanics work is, is on net, the net, the aggregate of players always loses money steadily to the house. It's a net, it's mm -hmm. a, it's not a net, it's a net negative game. It's a small drain. And so the best you can hope for is, is to put enough time and effort in to make sure you're at the top where you're actually, you're actually a net positive, but not much, but in aggregate, the whole aggregate net loses money, but you yeah. want to be in that very top so that you're positive. Now, the, the way to do that, though, um, is it requires obviously to keeping up with paying magic to keep yourself on top. But mm -hmm. it's the, the bigger cost for me was just simply the time and attention that it took to keep up with the combining the different mods together, new mods that were coming out. Yeah. It takes an enormous effort. Um, when you compare that effort spent elsewhere for earning money, it just didn't make any sense. For, I was just yeah, like, yeah, oh, if that's, if that's the goal, it's a bit, don't go there. It don't is. Go there. Yeah. That's like, cause, cause I've put, I mean, you see me post about, it. I put, a, I put a lot of time in trying to figure this yeah. thing out, yeah. and, but I, but I do think that I, I'm pretty close to not like having figured it out, but I think I could probably go up now if I continue down this path. Um, just because I know which I know which levers to pull, which things to put together. So sure. it really comes down to for me, if I did hit those leaderboards and I find a couple hundred magic in my wallet one of these days, then I'll go back in and I'll uh, I'll, I'll exer exercise my strategy and confirm whether it worked or not. Yeah. Um, but if I don't, I might not go back. I'm not real sure yeah. yet. <laughs> well, the, so one of the interesting things about our I find interesting about how the, the the game math works is that there's no random numbers in terms of your attacks and defenses. Those are set. The only randomness is in the matching of players. And that random box is completely opaque. I don't think that's true. I think you get, I think you could put the same two uh, flies against each other a hundred times and get very different results throughout each of those battles. It's not, there's a hundred percent random number generation going on during the battles. I know I, I should, I should say, no, I, I, so I checked on their discord, the, when um, a critical hit happens is random. Yeah. But the damage that your weapon does always does that amount of damage per shot. And it always has the same effect against the defense. So Correct. But so the modifiers get you because there's like cryo modifiers that like, you know, 20% of the time it freezes your opponent yes. for yeah. 2.8 milliseconds. So there's all kinds of weird crap there's like that going on. That. For sure. And it's, yeah. So when you watch the, they, there's like a little simulator and you can watch the battle play out. Like when you watch it, like 
like you, you there's you really have no idea what's going to happen and <laughs> like one will be like one fly will be smacking the crap out of the other fly and the energy is almost gone and then all of a sudden like the other one just dies so like, yeah, yeah, yeah hell even just happened there because <laughs> there's all these weird probabilities mashed together times random number generation and just like weird shit happens like on average what you'd expect to happen will happen but it's super random like in each individual uh matchup so yeah that's what makes it interesting to me it's kind of like it's almost like an, a, trying to solve an unsolvable problem that's just like a kind of fun little math game i think for yeah, me so, so your net benefit is you enjoy watching you enjoy tweaking and playing and you get you get some you get enjoyment out of out of the mm-hmm. out of the thing but you're yeah. not you're not making magic on no. average. You're not. No, it is not a it is not a good investment in that regard. It sounds like the house is kind of like a sports book where they they take the the edge, and, yeah. and over time it just it's like a fluid business. With one yes. very important caveat, in that the house the house can change the match who's playing whom in order to make sure that they always hold the advantage, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not yeah. like a betting yeah, right. right. that matches is determined elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in this case, the house is determining who's playing who. So well, you, have better. To, you have to trust <laughs> that they're not just like straight up scamming you as yeah. a player. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the possibility certainly exists. It, is not, de- it is not decentralized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And so as, as a business, it's an absolutely brilliant brilliant model. model because they literally can put the th- their thumb on the scale to the degree that they want maybe they've decided look we need to make exit we need to be in this range of profitability consistently and mm-hmm. they can make that happen they can say look if we if we take too much profit it will it'll kill participation well yeah if, exactly if they gotta profit, keep the players engaged exactly so they're able yep. to really really thread that needle and the bet and the more time goes on the tighter and tighter they can make that range so it's right in the sweet yeah. spot it's, so it's Niblet, been, so you need to make you need to make a protocol for this group to to replicate that. <laughs> no problem. I think I've got the spreadsheet hiding. There you go. Um, yeah. it sounds really cool. I mean, it reminds me of like uh, like like Pokemon back in the day. I mean, that's what, I, what game I was playing when I was a kid. You know, with Game Boy Advance kind of sounds like a lot, a lot of that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, no, cool. it's fun. It's, there's, there's a bunch of good ones out there that 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 i enjoy uh most of the ones that i play they have to be oh well, that one's probably the most time consuming thing that i've done most yeah. of them are like you know you you buy a character you send them off on a, a quest or something and they come back with something that they don't it's really kind of like this turn-based stuff where i have like i don't know like a 20 to 30 minute routine where every day i go i, I go move all of my guys into position and do my rounds <laughs> that's like the extent of my gameplay i don't have i don't have enough time to do any more than that there are some games that are coming out that are a lot more um complex and time consuming and have like role playing uh to them i actually just bought a uh uh a pirates nation nft last night i haven't got to attach to the game yet but that's one it's actually a really cool model um that's a big game shop they have they just moved from polygon to uh arbitrum nova um so it was so that what's cool what they do so the original model was they would sell the nft the pirate nft on eth and then you would bridge that over to polygon you'd play on polygon because they wanted the kind of like cheaper they wanted the eth market right okay but the cheapness of polygon so that's what they did um but they just moved like literally a week ago they moved off of polygon to Nova, Arbitrum Nova, which is a, a, another Arbitrum chain that was launched by Off-Chain Labs. Um, different, just different model. Um, 
much cheaper and faster for gaming basically as its target and social media i think reddit uh has built something on nova as well uh but these guys so you still buy your pirate on your pirates and ships and all that crap all your game pieces on eth and they automatically mirror to nova so there's like a copy of it on nova where you go play and it's all gasless they're paying for all of the transactions themselves um, so it's, it's a really cool model with the mirroring. I haven't seen anybody else do that yet. And, uh, that's why I picked it up just cause I want to, uh, see what it feels like and experience it. So that'll be one, uh, maybe next time I come on, I can tell you about that. There you go. Nice. Sounds good. I will, I will transition a little bit here. So, um, while everything was, um, was shit coining, I, uh, I fell in love. I, I, I want to get married. So there's a, there's a <laughs> thing called, uh, I'm already in marriage, but again, to a project, but this project is called Zen. And I, I dug down a uh, rabbit hole here. I'm not sure how much you guys know, but if you have any questions, just, uh, just, just ask me. So back in October, a man named Jack Levin, he was the 21st employee of Google. He created the drag and drop. He, um, he was um, like messing around and found the, 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 the uh, hex community and basically said, I can make something better. So he went and he made something called Zen. And what Zen is, Zen is a, a dApp that runs on top of Ethereum and it runs on a lot of the other chains chains but because it is a free coin it, i think it's going to run best on ethereum because of the gas fees make it gamified so basically um you just go to the website and you mint um you mint zen for free you pay the gas and you can basically do it from uh one day to 450 days 450 days gives you the most amount of zen and anyone can participate it's permissionless and the best the best part about this protocol it, it's um so jack created the, the the fair crypto foundation and what the fair crypto foundation is they everything it's completely fair there's no um admin keys there's no pre-sale of coins there's no vcs there's no nothing it's just jack set up this this amazing protocol and it just runs and Jack actually, he didn't participate until number, he said like in the thousands. So he let a thousand people jump in front of him before he participated. Obviously, it's, you know, the sooner you get in, the, the more you get permits. So it breaks down tokenomics wise as there, tokenomics wise as there is no max. So it, it, it will be inflationary forever. But the first four years, it's very inflationary with the back four years being very deflationary. All right. So that that sounds pretty nuts. It's like, why are you going to get a, get into a coin that's going to just inflate away? So Jack, he's developing these things called he's, he wants to burn the entire supply away. He wants to give you free tokens and then you go burn those tokens for other cool stuff. So so uh, the, the first one was Zen NFTs. So basically, an NFT, you burn Zen to get it. There was only 100 of them. They're really cool. But there's also you can also batch mint with other NFTs. And that's something different. But basically, the first there was like a hundred of these things. You had a bid, and you, they burnt like twenty percent of, of, the, of the supply back in um, December. And um, so there hasn't been anything. So it, the price it it came out at like pretty high. You'll see it's fu pretty funny because it looks like a giant L on the chart, <laughs> and everyone says Jack Eleven, like Jack L Eleven. So everyone Zen was basically a joke up until about last month when a protocol called DB Zen launched. And DB Zen is really cool. It has, it has a cap of five million. You burn Zen, you burn the oil that Zen is for DB Zen, and you basically you can stake DB Zen and APY for single staking. Um, uh, single staking is four hundred percent paid in Ethereum, and that's the best part to me. You you and you basically you, you um, burn you burn Zen, get the DB token, you stake it on the DB Zen protocol. There's only five. There's only f uh, five million of these tokens, so it's 
it, it'll be inflationary the first two years and then it just stops. So towards the end, when you're burning Zen, you're, you, the, the token has to go up for in value for this to work because at that point, you're going to get little pieces of DBZen. You're not going to get like 10 DBZen anymore or DXN token, which is the DBZen protocol token. And there's another protocol called Phoenix coming out and it's going to burn Zen. And there's this, it, like Jack's going to have these things called moon parties where you burn Zen. So Jack's going to, he's going to create his own blockchain called X, X1. And that's going to have the XN token in order to get the X. It's going to be a blockchain, a fair launch block, um, like Ethereum fork, a completely fair launch. There's going to be no VCs. It's just, if you, you burn Zen to get this blockchain's tokens. And you can, so there's just so much thing. He, he's going to be forking Uniswap in order to get the, the Zen Uniswap, uh, clone you got to burn zen everything that he's doing you're burning zen which is like it's just the oil that like runs his entire ecosystem you have other developers coming in the like i just mentioned phoenix um they they, they start may 13th and this is just a community member who just said hey i, I want to burn zen too so he created like basically a hex clone that's going to run but the only way to mint it is to burn zen it just it's it's really cool and like i said it, it really didn't pop up to me like I, I did i did mint last october for the 455 400 i think it's 365 days back then because the max days goes up as the supply goes down so the longer the longer you you mint the more the more tokens you get and this is on zen.network if anyone wants to check it out does anyone have any any questions yes you got a ton you go ahead you're, yeah, you're go. yeah i was gonna ask you so uh <clears throat> is that is is the liquidity coming from burning zen so, for example, like if I if I put liquidity into DB yeah. Zen, then that liquidity goes to burning Zen, or how what, how does it? What work? do you mean by liquidity? So you're like, locking like up the, like, and DBX. Like, yeah, like like the the like where is where's the value of Zen coming from? Like right because it, it's like you you're is it because the gas doesn't go to Zen, right? The gas goes to the the validators, right? They're getting paid. Like yeah. whenever you meant Zen. So it's like, I'm just trying to, I guess, put together where this capital and liquidity is coming from to pump the price of Zen up. Right. Cause like, yeah, you can always burn supply, but you have to have liquidity. Where's that coming from? Well, the, 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 liquidity, does that make sense? I guess. No, I'm a little confused about it. If you can explain, does anybody else? Um... Yeah. I, I think I've got the same question. Let, let me try okay. from a okay. angle. Okay. So let's roll back to the very beginning, Shizzy. So, what do you input into the system to get Zen out? Are you putting in, are you putting in ETH? Completely you... free. That's the best part. This is a free token. But there has to be a limit. Otherwise no. I would just say, give me an, an infinite, an infinite amount of Zen. Like well, what's you would, you have throttle? to, it's a, it's the days you, you, you mint. So the more days you mint. So like the, the people who are really in this, you, you, you do not buy Zen. You do not buy it. You only mint it. I mean, you can buy it. It's it's on Uniswap and stuff. You can buy it, sure. but it's yeah. just, you'll you'll get so much more for for that 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 ETH that you're you're swapping for if you just mint it in time. Okay, Are a so lot you, of people buying it. Um, there's people buying it, but it's that's just you know the DGen games. So you 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 can buy it, and people are buying it to burn it to mint on DXN, and they're selling the DXN, and they're buying Zen and they're burning it. It's just like a, a ending. It's like a circle of just burning Zen. So how do you how do you mint it? Like what you what's the cost? There must be a cost to mint yes. it. In other words, you yes. get an, there must be a throttle or cost or both. Um, so the, there's no cost. It's just but you, like say if you mint it today, 
Um, if, if you do one day, you're gonna barely get anything. That's it's not even worth the gas fee. Okay, so there's so, okay, so there's a throttle on the amount you can you can mint per day. Well, it it, it the, the more days you mint, so, so say if if you wanted Zen, um, you the best the, the best way to get Zen, the best way to to mint it because you you got to pay the Ethereum gas fee, which is you know yeah. expensive. So the yeah. best way to do it is just put that mint day, change it from one to four hundred and fifty, and okay. then set a day on your calendar and say, hey, um, July sixteenth of 2024 i claim on this day and if you don't claim on that day you get penalized if you don't claim the second day you get penalized you don't play the third day it's gone okay so it's building up uh, yes. a, a queue of zen that yep. you then ha will pick up on x date for one yep. transaction for the amount of gas that you're yep. going to spend for that one yes. transaction yep. how does it know how much to accumulate is it a static amount steady amount so every, so every max is about 25 million uh a Zen. So you can pick up an NFT today for about between the gas fees for about 40, 30 to $40. But that 30, $40, if the gas at the, if Zen is getting burnt, then the, the, the supply is, is less than what, what's, what's yep. coming, like, you know, supply and demand. So in, in that day, right now, that, that 30, $40 is $300. So you're 10x in your money by just waiting. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's in today's prices. And yeah. that's before the moon party. That's before yeah. Phoenix. That's before yeah. D DXN really picks up. So yeah. who knows what the actual price right now? There it's it's point zero 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 zero. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's back there. But we're we're gonna burn zeros off this thing. Yeah. If this if if people like really want because like I said, Phoenix is, is basically a, a hex clone. And so what Jack did in the very beginning, he he saw like the hex community was they're insane. I don't know if you guys ever seen them, but they're they are rabid dogs over there. He yeah, he saw insane. that and he jumped in headfirst and basically went on their YouTube channels, their yep. their thing, and he got so many um, hexagons coming coming over to Zen because Zen will be the hex of of yep. of the of the last thing. So and so that explains why there's a secondary market because yes. if you have to wait x amount of days to get yep. your zen to use it and you don't want it and you need to use it before you can get it the only place you can the only thing you can do is go in the secondary market yep. and purchase somebody else's zen in order burn to burn it away and in, in order to burn it away so so that's okay so that's why there's a secondary okay that that makes some sense and so, so you just go on the website you just what zen.network yep you just enter in your wallet address you set a date and time and then it starts queuing up the value for you until that date hits and then you're allowed to uh make your withdrawal at that point yeah i i, I can actually show you um really quickly uh let me see add screen i minted one because shizzy told me about this <laughs> <laughs> i was like so, why not i mean you know just you, a little you bit just of went, like you just went and did it just now while we were talking yeah no my, no it was in my mind no <laughs> no yeah i did it last week okay yeah i, I told him about this uh we were talking about panda he got me in that was panda was by the way the only shit coin the only lottery ticket that i touched and uh i did the stupidest thing that uh someone can do uh when it was going to shit i bought more and uh it stayed shit <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so, yeah, so I'm familiar with that. Whenever I see a falling knife, the first thing I want to do is I try and grab it. And uh, someday <laughs> I'll learn to not do that. But yeah. that day is not today. 
All right, so you come over here to Zen.network. So Zen is in all these chains. So if you just wanted to mess around and throw some Phantom on a Phantom, you can kind of test out Zen. Like I said, the real gamified is only going to be in Ethereum because these chains is 50 cents and then you can just min away. Like the, the inflation is insane with the other chains. But because of Ethereum and the gas fees, it's really gamified to the point where that's really the only one you want to do. So okay. this is the website. Um, you want to go over to Mint when you first do it, right? Connect wallet. All right. So it's not going to let me do it without clicking on it. But it's going to have a, a thing here. And uh, basically, you, you're just going to jack the days up. It's going to say 450, and, you, and, you, and you're going to hit Mint. And then set set an alert. Come back in, you know, wh wh whatever time. So this is considered one wallet. In the beginning, last October, there was only – this is the only way you could do it. So people were just creating MetaMask, creating MetaMask, creating MetaMask, getting free tokens, getting free tokens, creating another MetaMask. So Jack was like, hey – like this ain't fair for the normal person. I'm going to create these things called Zen NFTs. So what a Zen oh, NFT God. lets you do, it basically, it gives you that minting access on steroids. So you go, you create the, the Zen NFT, you can set it to collector, and then you'll, you'll basically, you'll, uh, you'll do the form, but it lets you pick VMUs, which is this amount of wallets. So now like every, every single wallet is still the gas fee. So if you do 125, you got to pay the gas fee times 125. Right. What the fee is on that? Yeah. So you don't get a chance to say, I'm going to wait till Sunday night at 3 a.m. for low gas fee. If it's like Tuesday at 10 a.m. when there's a lot of traffic, you're paying whatever the gas fee is at that time. Yes. But that's why this Sunday I'm going to be minting more uh, right. early mo or early morning Sunday when the gas yes. fee is low. And I actually have alerts now, like a DGen, that go off when gas is under 25. This, this is so, Shiz this is Shizzy's. <laughs> Shizzy's uh, shitcoin addiction, but not a shitcoin. But this is a fair launch. Like, what shitcoin do you know has a fair launch where the the the, the founder zero is a, a very rich man? <laughs> like, there's only one yeah. protocol that compares to this, which is Bitcoin. And this is and Bitcoin follows all the first principles. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the first principles, but the first principles of of uh, it's I think it's like mathematics or it's basically completely fair. Yeah. Well, isn't hex kind of have a similar like burning mechanism? Or, or is that like pulse, pulse chain pulse chain that's their yeah. like that's their burning mechanism chain thing but it's yet to launch because they, they burn on transactions though and i think that's why a lot of hexkins moved over to zen because they're just tired of richard shit and they're tired of this 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 delay guy it's like yeah, wearing gucci spending all this you, you had and that's a thing too it's like when when you burned when when you sacrificed for pulse chain when you burned your your basically oh, yeah. gave richard all your stuff exactly like, here you go sir Here's two hundred million dollars <laughs> worth worth of coins and stuff. He was and his, eating that and he goes, money up. <laughs> so he goes and buys Gucci. He has Hummers. That's a big PP on the front. Like this guy is over dramatic. And that's they see a guy like Jack Levin. And if you haven't seen him, go, go watch an interview with him. He's he he's just like this really soft spoken guy. He's just a he's he you could just tell he loves like developing and and just being a part of like community. He's creating a community that's completely fair, different. And everyone is just like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to build on top of Zen. So in order to get my token in the future, you got to burn Zen. You got to burn Zen. Which that mm -hmm. does is everyone in ecosystems like, oh, wow, yeah, let's go burn Zen for this token. Now you have this token. Let's go play with it. So I, I think in the future, like I, obviously I said it before, but community coins is going to be the most most yeah. popular thing, whether that's Doge, Zen, Hex, whatever. Community coins is really going to going to be a part of everything. And I think Zen yeah. with being a fair, I mean, this is unheard of. Everyone's greedy in crypto. And this guy, Jack Levin and, and uh, Zen Zoo, they just come and they just give away this, pro this project. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, actually, their approach to this, because the way when you explain it and, and how people are building, 
you know, on top of it, which they're not really, they're building project protocols that are associated with it. Right. Because at first it sounds like it's a, it's a a chain itself, but it's not, it's a DAP, right? Yeah. So it's actually pretty brilliant because what he's did is he created a protocol that has uh, relationships with all these other community protocols that will benefit Zen in the end. So it's almost kind of like a chain, right? But he didn't, he doesn't have to, it's, honestly, like, it's, it's probably like a lot less work than a chain, right? Like keeping up with it, well, making, there will be a, a chain. it, yeah. but is it going to be Zen chain? It's going to be, it's going to be XN, it's going to be the X1 chain and it's going to run with the XN token. The only way to get the XN token for the, that's an, you got to burn Zen, let me guess. got to burn Zen. He's going to have moon parties. You're going to go and everyone's going to party together. You're going to burn Zen and yeah, there's a limited amount of time. But if you burn your Zen, you'll get airdropped these tokens so if you burn zen at all you are qualified you will get x1 um you will get uh xn tokens on the x1 chain and it is a fork of ethereum and i think it's going to be completely fair launch and everything on that chain it has to be fair launch so so don are we losing with our shit coinery here like uh, <laughs> no i'm i'm loosely follow along here i think my, my next question is like, what would you recommend to me or someone listening to this? That's like, all right, I'd like to try that out. Do I, should I go and do the mint? Should I go and yeah. do the NFT? Like, what's the what's the kind of like easy button startup here? Uh, just go over here. Go to Zen.network, hit mint. That's the first thing you want to do. And you, yeah. you basically you claim your. Uh, I'm actually number one million, and it's up to ten million already. So okay. it's it's really the last last couple last month it really rocked up. So you're gonna claim your your role. It's gonna give you the the newest number. And that that's going to be your your number, and then you're going to mint mint the Zen, do the 450 days at um yeah with, with the one wallet, and then come over here to Zen NFTs. It's gonna it's it's gonna pop up. You're gonna change Apex to Collector. All right. All right. So if if you need mm-hmm. help, you can hit, anyone can just hit me up in my in my DM. I can walk you through it. And uh, you just go to um, Apex to Collector, and then um, it's going to say VMUs. Put the VMUs to one at first, just because like I said, the cheat the the less VMUs. Uh, the less gas you have to pay. You put two, you right. have to pay double. You put three, you have to pay triple. So on and so on and so on. Yep. And then just put, just put um, just mess around. Just put a hundred days. Come back a hundred days. Claim your Zen. Burn it. Um, you, at, at that point, um, uh, Phoenix will be around. Uh, DB Zen around. I'm sure there'll be like three or four other ones that'll be around. And just burn your Zen because that qualifies you for the airdrop of the X1 blockchain. Got it. So when I do that mint for 455 days, like next July, right? It'll July be July 15th. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna have, you know, whatever whatever amount is there, and that's what I'm gonna pay a single ETH gas fee. No, you're gonna pay it when my you, choosing in the beginning and at the end. So one to put it in, one to take yeah. it out. So you can time yeah. that. Uh, and and so anytime you play with anyways. the chain, yeah, anytime you play yeah, with the all right, chain, all right. You I thought when you first described it, I thought you were doing it every day. Like I was committing no. to burning gas 455 times. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, that's terrifying. No, yeah, that's... <laughs> Especially no, on so... the Ethereum, right? Yeah. So the difference then, then you lost me. Then what's the difference between the mint and the NFT? Like why? Right, so... I know you said it wasn't fair to people because everyone was like spinning up yeah. a thousand wallets. So the NFT allows you to do up to 100. 125 wallets per NFT. So if you're a DGen and you're like, I want to put a whole ETH in this, I'm going to burn a whole ETH of gas because I want, you know, a max, I want an insane amount of Zen. Yeah. Um, I want a billion Zen. I'm going to burn a full ETH, which is two grand. So you, you'll just, you could do 125 wallets and depending on what time of day it is or what's the price of gas, 
that's what you'll pay. So I you, got you. One, so you don't have you do, to create 125 wallets. That's doing. That's what it's doing for you. All right, I got you. I'm caught it, up. It's it's giving you the it's yeah. And I'm sorry for not explaining that correctly, but um, it, it it basically just gives you the opportunity, and you can create one, and then you can just jump and you can do another one. You can have yeah. 10 125 wallets NFTs. And the best part, if say um 300 days like damn, I I just, I, I just need this money. You go to OpenSea and you can sell it. Someone like me might mm. take a look and be like, all right, well he's selling it for this price. If I do the math, I can make you know, 500 bucks on this. I'm going to, I'm going to buy Okay. Yeah. Ah, that's you interesting. Know? So See, they are liquid too, but the, the first one, uh, the mint is not liquid. The yeah. NFTs are liquid. Right. Got and it. And so these NFTs, these NFTs are also free except for gas fees or is yeah, there a yeah, just gas fee. Everything yeah, in Zen is free. All right. Yes. It's just the gas fee. Like I said, Sunday morning, yeah. I've noticed around like seven, eight o'clock EST, which is probably yeah. like four or five in the morning for some yeah. of you guys. But uh, that to me, that is when gas last Sunday, when I yeah. mint it, um, was like, it get, uh, I think way was at 20. And I think right now it's at like 35. But it's right now is not a bad uh, time. I, I think I'm, I think I minted someone um, gas for like 30 65. Right but, now. Yeah. But I will be minting one, one NFT every single day. So wow. in, in July, and I'm going to look for the, the best time. I, I wake up early in the morning, so it's, it's gas in the morning is the lowest of that day normally. But I'm going to yeah. mint one. So um, from July to potentially the rest of my life, I'm going to <laughs> the rest of, your life. rest of my life. I'm going to wake Goodness. up and I'm going to claim Zen every uh, single morning. I'm waking up and I'm claiming Zen. Man, and I'm burning that shit. Has has a lot of conviction. Dude, I, yeah. I he said I he wanted to get love. married. I'm in love, dude. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm going to get a divorce with my wife and marry <laughs> and marry Jack Levin. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he. I, I, yeah, never mind. Yeah, he's not. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but Jack Levin, he's um I really just appreciate like everything he's done. Like I think it's just really cool of just being a uh, you know he obviously he's rich. You're a 21st employee of Google. You you and he he also mined Bitcoin in the 29, 2010, 2011. He was one of he, he said that he got into it very early being you know a uh, computer scientist. Uh, he got in he saw that and just jumped at it. So he made a lot of Bitcoin back then. He actually had a company um when he left Google it was a Bitcoin company. Hmm. So I thought that was really, really cool. It was a Bitcoin mining company. So he, he's been in the space for a long time and he wanted to create something really cool. And uh, we got Zen and potentially we have a couple hundred other projects coming with a, an Ethereum fork. And this guy is popping things out so quickly. He'll, he'll have an idea. He'll be like, hey, should, should I fork um, uh, Uniswap V3? And then like two weeks later, it's here's a fork of Uniswap V3. It's like he's, it just takes no time and it, everything. We haven't had any issues at all. So that's really, really yes. awesome. Yes, yeah, definitely. Do the NFTs do they show up in your in your MetaMask um, as yep. wallets? Yep. No, they show up as NFTs. Uh, sorry, it, they show up as, as NFTs in your MetaMask wallet. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and it'll and open say it'll say on there. It'll say like like VMU and 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 all that stuff. It'll say like uh, how many VMUs is the amount of wallets. It'll say the days. It'll say the the um the date you can claim, and then right. when you put it in your in your wallet, you can go over here to Zen. Um, uh, I think it's portfolio and it'll, yep. it'll tell you the estimated Zen that you'll receive. So no Got one it. can see the estimated Zen except you, but everything else is, is viewable on the Zen, Zen yep. FT. Got it. Got it. Very cool. So yep. I, I, anyone listening, just it's, it's the weekend. Gas is cheap. Yep. Go to Zen.network minute for free. You just pay the gas fee, come back at 450, 55 days later. And if you know, you can forget about it, but Hey, that could be a few hundred bucks that you weren't expecting. Sure from you know a gas fee 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not financial not advice, though. Not financial advice, not life advice. Don't marry Jack Levin. Don't do any of that. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm, I'm sorry for uh, – I, I just felt like I had to share that. Would you find something, like, you feel so amazing about? And, like, I'm, I'm a very passionate person. So when I saw that, I was just like – like I said, I, I found it last year. And I was just like, this token's going down forever. And <laughs> w- w- when I saw – I really thought so. I was like, this, this is fucking pointless. Like, this is going to go yeah. down to you're gonna add nine zero to those people uh, are just that was right after you minted 10 nfts right you're well, like this token's going well i was forever. still minting uh, <laughs> why I am i doing this <laughs> i just because I, I just the 21st employee google thing just it just got me and it was just like yeah. this guy he's not stupid you know he's like he's been in crypto since 2011 like Something's going on. I'm going to so, deep yeah. dive into it after this. Definitely. Yeah. Just take a yeah, look. I'll just do yourself a favor. Because if this becomes the like becomes like Hex, like every every Hexagon who got in around this time in 20 in 2019 or 20, yeah, 2019 was very happy towards the end of 2021. So, yeah, I mean, it's Hex made millionaires. And I think Zen will too. Not financial advice. Don't hate me <laughs> if it goes to zero. <laughs> well seriously even if it does go to zero you're just out gas fees like yeah all you did was oh. keep eth deflation every day for the rest of your life though from july 15th of next year to the rest of my life i wake up claim zen i can quit my job and claim zen every day like, how cool would that be <laughs> I'm going to get the Sunday only subscription. Away. Remember the, the old newspaper <laughs> subscriptions. I'm going to get the Sunday only. I don't want that every day. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into some real stuff here. We're going to jump into some topics here. So the, um, what well, we got, uh, Ethereum Shanghai upgrade. So it, it's, it's official institutional investment is staking platform surged with three times more new deposits last month. So basically uh, the big boys are seeing um, Ethereum as a six percent, uh, you know, in- interest-bearing machine, and they're jumping in. I wonder. Uh, we got. Do, do you think that's just a fad that's going to go away, or do you think that's that's here to stay? Let's take it. So, is that institutional money coming back into this is the new space? institutional money? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, coming I think in it's, and staking it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer, right? Like, it's it's the second largest uh, market cap token, the second highest uh, total value token, and it's the second most consistent, probably. Maybe could be the first later on, but so six percent. That's that sounds great. Two percent yeah. more than what Apple's given. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Apple basically came out and said, "Hey, deposit money with us. Uh, we're using Goldman Sachs, but we'll give you four point five percent interest on your on your money." Hey, we we talked about wow. that. Was it last week or the week before? That we was like three weeks ago. You, yeah. you you had the magic eight ball there, Niblets. <laughs> you called that one. Yeah, sometimes it happens. I just wish I call where I've got money invested. I've got nothing in <laughs> Apple. What a Jesus! What a waste of a call. Um, no, I'm I'm this. I didn't know about this, and this is super interesting. This is something that I've been grilling Sean on. Yeah, Sean's a sort of a, a, a TA specialist on on one of our on this other place that we all sort of hang out in and chat. And so he's very very detailed. Um, his charts are incredibly detailed, but charts only tell part of the story. And he's pretty clear that he can talk about the story the charts tell, but the charts don't go beyond themselves. And so that's sort of unknown territory, which leads me to wonder. So his charts are showing that money in aggregate is leaving the space 
large money is leaving the space, not just large amounts, but the, the nature of the money and how it's leaving is also saying that it's large institutions or large players are removing their money out of the, it's not going into stables, it's coming out of the system. So my immediate question every time, and we still don't really have a good answer for it is, well, where's it going? You know, it's not going into dollar bills that these guys are shoving underneath their mattresses. It has to go somewhere. And since it's on the order of literally millions of dollars per transaction, it has to be going only to a, there's only a few places that can absorb that. It's not going into retail bank deposits. Like if you're trying to, if you're trying to park that, where do you park it? Well, you can park it in precious metals, for example. Uh, because you can buy certificates. You don't have to buy the gold itself, but you can buy gold certificates that are simply a, a, a claim on X amount of gold held at some institution somewhere. Great. You can put literally hundreds of millions of dollars into that like that. Um, another place that you would put it into would be bonds. And if you look at where, you know, like the super short term T-bills, like the one month, the two months, the prices are cratering on those. Why? Or so the yields are cratering. Why? Because there's so much demand for those ultra short-term T-bills. Why? Because that's where you park huge amounts of money with the understanding that you want to do something with it fairly soon. You, you just want to park it temporarily. You're not putting it into storage. And so when I see something like this, it makes me wonder, well, is that another place that, that this money is going that, you know, are they, are they buying nodes? Are they, you know, does this, does this contribute into that? Does this sort of, show where that money might be going. I'm rambling on because I don't, it's just a big mystery for me. And I, I don't know where all of this, if it's leaving, I don't know where it's going. And we've, mm -hmm. this is a caveat to that, you know, Shizzy and I have been, you know, for the past couple of weeks, we're shaking our heads going, but the prices aren't collapsing. So if no. money is leaving, the price must go down. The price is not going down. Therefore, either money is not actually leaving or new money must be coming in to take its place. Mm -hmm. It makes any sense. And so yeah. how do you make sense of all this stuff, even though this week, you know, it's been a pretty red, red couple days here, a uh, painful red couple days, but still it's, you know, Bitcoin is still at 28. Um, that's still 27. Yeah. yeah. And how long ago did we cross 20? It wasn't even that long ago, right? No, like, I, I think like it was 30 days ago, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, Give or take. Yeah. How, uh, yeah. I think it was like a month and a half ago. Yep. month and a half ago yeah so that's the part that that i question like i can't imagine anybody thinking of using either ethereum or bitcoin as a store of value in an institutional sense right now because of the fact that we went from 1400 to 2100 and eth in 30 to 40 days and a similar swing we have a bigger swing in bitcoin right big bitcoin ran up fast for a, a while there and like that's still like to park money. That's still am I? You know, I'm not an institutional investor, but that feels like too much volatility. Still, granted, this time it was to the good, but it goes back. You know, yeah. So that like that would make me skeptical. But I'm certainly the fact that it's de-risked and that I can put my money in and then take it back out, right? Uh, that that certainly solves one of the problems there. I would think, but I don't know. I don't know on this one. I, I, I think uh, like institutions are thinking very long term here because they're thinking more, forget the dollar sign. They're thinking from ETH, that's it, right? Like so 6% on their ETH that they're staking because they know in their mind, like five years from now, that is gonna be a smart investment, right? Because they're, they're this is new institutional money is what Shizzy said. So 
to them, it's not like okay. I I see where uh, Get Small's uh, coming from in terms of like I think like a wealthy individual wouldn't want to park their money there. But if you're talking about a wealthy institution and and you're talking about a longer period of time, I think it's a no-brainer because of where Ethereum's going. Everything's being built on there. They don't give a crap about gas because it, it's like it's been supposed to have been cheap a long time ago and it's not right it's still like expensive so i i think from a store of value from like an individual even like an individual person that has a lot of money yeah you, you probably wouldn't want to keep it there but from institutional perspective i think it's smart but so, to one of one of shizzy's other points uh that, that in in the in the uh twitter feed which is um uh, Ontario Teachers um, Pension Fund. So I believe it is the largest pension fund in the world. And so in terms of institutional investors, Ontario Teachers is, is one of the largest sub-sovereign funds on the planet. Um, and they were heavily involved, heavily in terms of their crypto portfolio, heavily involved in FTX. Um, and so they are no longer involved. They're now extracting themselves completely out of the space um, simply because they don't want exposure to the risk. Now, obviously, a, a pension fund has very different motivations and rules to follow uh, versus, say, you know, private equity or some other car hedge fund or, or other kinds of institutions. Right. They have retirees they must answer to who vote, um, who are part of the union. They have new upcoming retirees they have to answer to. So different dynamics there. But um, they've been they, they were bitten. And and they're out. They wash their hands. They're like, nope, we're we're out of this game. Um, so there are are certain institutions that are are have left the game. Yeah, I mean it's a bad story right now, right? Like if you're the Ontario Pension Fund and you got to go tell everybody you just lost their money in FTX, and then people start to see what a shit show that was. Like you, you don't look super good. And to go back and say, well, we're back in crypto, but not with jokers this time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. actually yeah. investing it properly, and they're not, you know, they're not running a a trade, you know, a trade desk with unlimited liquidity from our pension fund. Like these guys are cool. Like that, that yeah. there's no story there. You can't go back no. with that. Yeah, but yeah. Like they, they, they went into a DGen pick there. FTX was a DGen pick compared uh, to just say pick a Coinbase. Like Coinbase is publicly uh, uh, traded. You don't even have to like talk. Well, to we them. know that. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Now, right? Like, yeah. I was saying then, now. Did we know that? A year ago? No, I think yeah. FTX actually tricked everybody in the yeah, space. Yeah, they had their name on you the know? arena. And, they yeah. Yeah. They run the commercials. FTX yeah, they were going to be a name brand. So FTX had a really interesting value proposition was you did not invest with FTX. You loaned your money to FTX with a promise of a guaranteed return of 15%. Now, anybody who's got several hundred million dollars, here's guaranteed 15%. You've got their attention. And so because it wasn't an investment, it was a yeah. loan. It, yeah. was, it was structured complete. Now, behind the scenes, it was it was it was complete. It was gambling um, because yeah, it was FTX and Alameda. Mm -hmm. But on the surface, if you're Ontario teachers and you've got literally billions of dollars looking for a place to go, because if you have that kind of money, you've got to put it somewhere. Well, um, yeah, I, I think they need to fire their fund manager, because if you yeah. think about it, like you're talking about the Teachers Ontario Pension Fund, that's and then thing. you're going to put that in a highly speculative like uh, market. That's the this one side's on this side of the spectrum and the other side's on this side of the spectrum. Totally. So yeah, the fund manager should actually, you know, be fired and replaced uh, for one. And then for two. Yeah, I, I mean, like FTX, I felt like 
definitely tricked everybody. Like, yeah. I, was, <laughs> well, I mean, I like, I also... kind of felt like there was some yeah. shadiness, but I was like, no, it's too buttoned up. Like, Tom Brady's yeah. like <laughs> a spokesperson. That's it right there. That's exactly, and that's what exactly, and that's what this fund manager did is they felt like this is a safe investment because everybody's sure. investing here and everybody wouldn't be investing in here unless it was safe. Yet nobody's done any amount of due diligence. Right. Exactly. This is the Except like Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she they offered her a hundred million dollars and she asked if they're selling unregistered securities and FTX didn't get back to her. Well, good on her, man. So she so that was the level of due diligence that saved her from crises was a single fucking question. Yep. Right? That's it. Nobody back. else did it. The other story it makes me think of is like the Theranos and, and healthcare with the little tiny oh blood vial. Yeah. You got Henry fucking Kissinger on your board. <laughs> you got no product. It's all made up. Like Dude. nothing works, nothing exists. And you got like heads of state on your board of directors. Yep. It's insanity. Yep. And it's just, you know, this, this Ontario pension fund can't go back to crypto because the story sucks. Those people had great stories yeah, ftx was a great story so yeah. anybody could do anything anyone could put money well, in there and it was well, safe and we could put you know follow theranos that it was fine the really if funny thing is, is we went through that exact same story with terra luna terra luna what was that what was their value proposition on anchor guaranteed 20 percent. your money's safe you get a guaranteed return it's not huge but it's better than all those dgen projects that are going to crash the and we did the exact same thing, right? It was the same value proposition, same story, and the same results. Everybody who aped in got to zero. We, we got, yeah. Anyway, do you know how they got everybody with that? Is that the crypto community got so spoiled with these crazy APRs, APYs, that we thought 20% was nothing. Exactly. And so we were of like, of course, they could guarantee that. 20% <laughs> in like regular financial markets yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, no one's going to yeah. give you anything yeah. close to that. But so. it was like, it was that identical psychology with FTX when he shows up and says, "You loan us your money, we will guarantee fifteen percent back, and you're and you want your deposit back at any time, no problem. You, yeah. you cash out whenever you want." Yep. Um, is yeah, it, I mean, is it not, like that is, should is raise it, a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? Why has nobody in the history of humanity been able to guarantee fifteen percent indefinitely? But you yeah, can, right? But that's <laughs> the thing about this Ontario um, pension fund. If they would have just bought Bitcoin. They Bitcoin, Bitcoin will always equal one Bitcoin. They would not ever take a real loss unless they sold. So, so it, for them to yeah. go out, th this is this is a leverage buy. Like this can go to zero. I mean, obviously yeah. people think Bitcoin can go to zero, but as long as people can run it on their node or on their computer or on their or whatever, because at that point, you know, you won't need hash rate ever again if it gets that low. But Bitcoin yeah. will never ever go to zero. But yeah. these companies that have Bitcoin on their balance sheet or whatever, they can go to zero. FTX yeah. wasn't even public, right? They've never been public, right? They're private, yeah. Private, private. Yeah. Uh, so you're yeah. 100% right, Chizzy, except for one really important thing. Institutional investors have their hands tied to a certain degree in terms of where and what they can invest in. They're not allowed to invest directly into, into Bitcoin at all. Mm -hmm. they, they have to buy from certain places. And FTX right. simply spent the money to become one of those places that they were allowed to invest in. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Makes so, sense. But, but which makes it even worse. Does, in a way, right? Right. That's exactly. It. That's they they satisfied all the rules and all the regulators to be allowed to be invested exactly. in, and exactly. then nobody asked the questions. Yeah, it's exactly. not. They said what eight billion eight billion dollars just magically reappeared. Something's really fishy. Uh, FTX says that you know they they they've got they found the eight billion dollars and they're ready to play round two. 
<laughs> yeah. Better, better come up with a new ready, name. ready layer two. So I haven't dug into that, but when I heard that statement too, I'm like, what? The yeah. word? It's, it's in what? the couch. That's most, what they said. said most of it has come from the appreciation of assets just because prices have gone back up. Yeah. But it was like, that was just like an off the cuff remark from one of the bankless guys. And like, I was like, yeah, you didn't say that with any amount of confidence. So yeah. it's like, yeah, where did this money come from? It's a, it's a weird, I mean, it's a weird story, but, but those grifters have a habit of doing that. So Elizabeth Holmes was shortly after, you know, as she was being indicted was back in the market doing, uh, doing presentations saying we've, I've got a new project. I've got a new thing. It's like a great get into it. John mm -hmm. DeLorean, as his company had fallen apart, what he what did he do? He went back on the road to try and get more investors into his next car company. That never happened. So, like, once a grifter, like, what do you do when you need money? Okay, well, the only thing you know how to do is to go out and con the next the yeah. next mark. I think they're planning a fire festival too right now, aren't they? Fire, yeah, like they are. Like that. That's <laughs> like the perfect <laughs> example right there too. He's like, my my thing blew up so spectacularly that there was two documentaries on it let's play it back and people are going to show up right because it's a story and we love we love our stories love and stuff. those types of people are just inherently interesting yeah. and humans are suckers yeah so yeah you've brought this up before donald trump's nfts sold out yep they, they dropped in significant value though. They're down to 0.15. Oh, yeah. Sure. Aren't they? Is he launching another collection right yeah, now? That that's why they dropped so hard because he's okay. launching. Yeah, because uh, it's not like an upgrade collection. or something. Yeah, it's like a he said. Replacement. I need more money. Uh, the 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 forty five million dollars I made last to, time was wasn't enough. Dude knows how to tell a story. It's not always well, works, man. Speaking of scum, uh, this week we had uh, <laughs> the Rensselaer right. hearing. Will he be replaced by the Board of Governors? Did you guys hear about this? So um, one of the uh, uh, one of the senators basically came out and put a proposal, and I could be wrong about this, but this is the way I heard it. He wants to basically have five governors replace Gary Gensler and have a board with one one of them coming back to the other other yeah. four. Yeah, that's pretty is Warren Davidson. Uh, yeah, and and so. He, he wants to have the board and no one that was an SEC chair ever can be on that board, which I think is a great idea. Yes. Um, I don't think it's going to happen um, just because, I mean, I won't believe it until it happens because I, I want it to happen so bad. It's like one of those things. But I don't know, man. Like, I'll, I watched that hearing and um, I, I do feel like the people that said that they were going to go in on him went in on him. Like uh, Senator uh, Davidson did go in on him. He, he basically told him, I'm going to put yep. legislation in to try to get you out of here. Um, and I think it was who was the who's the chair uh, of the committee? Mm, I forgot I forgot his name. Name. He was aggressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like he asked the question that all the crypto community wanted him to ask. He was like, is Ethereum? A security or a commodity and he just would would not speak to it you know, yeah, like it's we all expected that right yeah so absurd though yeah the the fact that he can sit there and say that there's clarity when the two agencies are each declaring things differently uh is is absurd in and of itself and the it's it's hard to wrap my head around how he could be in that position and be able to do those things. But I think we got to remember that there's not a lot of people who care about what we're doing. And there are a lot of people who think what we're doing is bad. And if you've ever had a job where you were given a task by your boss, and let's say like 
the the rest of the the political body is his boss you're given a task by your boss and you're just trying to do the task and you're just trying to make your boss happy like you can make it make sense and then when you separate yourself from that situation you're like the thing i was doing made no sense and i was like the only way i can wrap my head around the way he's behaving is that he's in that spot like he's doing the thing that powerful people around him are want him to do and he's trying to please them and do a good job and he's trying to make it all make sense that's the only explanation i can come up with because it doesn't make sense you can't sit there and say there's clarity and do the things that he's doing with a straight face if you're looking at the facts of what are going on you have to have this weird political yeah. lens on that's it's it's crazy to me i think it's not only political players but a lot of political players but also some some really big powerful positions that uh are behind our financial institutions in America mm-hmm. too, um, but they, he, because he could easily said, "Okay, Ethereum's a security," you know, and just cleared it up. But I think there's people that don't want him to say that. Yeah. So, an open question for everybody here: Do you, do you think, do you think the goal or the end game is to strangle Web three now, or to damage it enough to put it in a position where it can be co-opted? You know, do they want to kill it or do they want to own it? And when I say they, I don't really know who they are. You know, whoever's making mm-hmm. Harry make the nonsense. There's so there's there's clearly something there. So do you think that they want to kill it or do they want to strangle it enough that they can co-opt it? Uh, my guess would be the latter. I mean, the 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 powers that be, you know, the banking institutions, they exist to make money, and you can't look at crypto and Web three and not see the tremendous ability to make money. And I think it's pretty clear at this point, if anybody thinks it's going to just die um, because they they squeeze it is like that would be a really silly position to take at this point, because you just look at the things even just this year that the industry has survived and continued to build through Mm -hmm. and continue to be invested in uh, is pretty damn impressive. Like it's it's pretty clear this thing is going to have life and they could squeeze it out in the U.S. and then it's just going to go live somewhere else. It's not going to go away. So I can't imagine that if I am, you know, a, 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 a power broker in the banking industry that I'm not trying to figure out how to control the crypto industry. I, I don't think I believe it can go away. Um, so I'm not going to try to kill it. I'm going to try to control it. That's my take. I agree with that. And, that it, you know, they can't kill it. They know they can't. And so it's it's more of they're playing. They're trying to play 4D chess right now. Right. So. Like, how can we take control of it without being so, you know, obvious about our our motive, right? Hmm. And um, because you got uh, institutions like Fidelity that are opening up, uh, you know, crypto uh, mm-hmm. trading, and, and and when you have institutions like Fidelity, Vanguard, BlackRock, all they all have their hands in it or ready to be in it right yeah. and those are also the institutions that are behind these politicians saying hey make sure it doesn't get out of control and crazy because we have a grasp on the financial the traditional financial markets but we don't have a grasp on that yet yeah you know and so it's 40 chess in my my opinion but, sir, yeah, but um, to, to take the oh sorry Susie, sorry yeah so um i i, I think they, they don't care about us. They, they, don't, they don't give a shit about us. They, they want to stop the big guys from getting in, the Black Rocks, the Apples, the, the Facebooks, the Amazons. They, they, don't, they, they think they already won by Operation Choke Point, but choking, choking the neck of the ins and outs. They, they think they already won. They're, they're celebrating. They, 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 they just want, they want it to be like this until 
either the 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 next election or or something else. And I I don't think they give a shit about we play with it. They're like, hey, go make some money so you can pay more in taxes. Like, I I, I think that they just want to choke do the choke point to the big guys. And they if they can the longer they can keep them out, the the more successful. And they don't care about the future. They they just care about now. They just care about the the next election cycle and anything and anything else. And and like I truly believe that they think they won and by Gary Gensler not giving any any authority or anything basically he hasn't given crypto anything you don't tell us anything of a security they don't mm-hmm. tell us anything so basically they they think they won and they just want to keep it like this until but the next election cycle. did did he not give ftx like uh like better treatment than any other they were about to yeah there was some there was some letter there was a specific term for it that's why the boy went nuts yeah that they were about to grant him this special not protection but it was like a special status that kind of held them above scrutiny ftx was going to be allowed to clear trades as well like ftx was going to be allowed to play all sides of a trade at which point nobody would have a clue what's happening. It would be a complete right. black box. Basically, and, uh, dark trades. Anything goes. Anything because yeah. there's there would be no way if you're clearing your own like if if you're if you've cornered the market essentially on all steps in, in trades. Um, nobody knows what's going on inside of that black yeah. box, and yeah, so yeah. you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah, uh, and, and they were that close to getting it, right? If, if, like, if Luna didn't blow up, and you know all the kind of ripple effects that happened after that. He might have got it done, and and we, nobody would have known. Nobody what? ever would have known, or at least not for a while. And yeah. that that'd be going on right now. Yeah. So I do want to like I want to kind of flip the perspective here because this is one thing you know, still being fairly new to crypto, and I'm a story guy. That's what I keep focusing in on. Right? Is like what is the story that we are telling to the world right now? Because I don't believe, even though I said I think they want to look at it and control it, I don't look at the world where there's these like super powered villains with you know big brain strategies that are like scheming to like push the little guy down and take it all for themselves i know that's the image a lot of people have in their head but i actually don't have that image i think what you end up with is a lot of people operating inside of institutions that are trying to do the right thing and think they're doing the right thing and they don't they don't understand the consequences of what are happening they don't understand the potential value of the thing that they're squashing so if you take your uh, Elizabeth Warren and her anti-crypto army that everyone likes to rail against and like, you know, she's just trying to take over the world and control everything. She probably legitimately thinks she's doing the right thing. And what's the story she has in her head is that this stuff is dangerous. It's gambling. It's bad for the little guy. It's, you know, people get hurt. Uh, the powerful take advantage of them, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's her story. That's her frame. And then we come on this show and we spend 20 minutes talking about shitcoin week. Right. Like, what did we literally just do? We all knowingly and it was fun. I'm not like I'm not saying we shouldn't have done this, but we need to think about the story that we're projecting out. We just ran a shitcoin casino openly and knowingly (laughs) joking about it the whole week, having a blast. Like, that's what they're accusing us of doing. And we're like, no, this is decentralization. It's going to be great. It's like, no, this we're is the fucking way. gambling, right? <laughs> so that's one. Like, what we, we regularly do things with NFTs and flipping and all that stuff that just solidifies what 
they're accusing us of because we're actually doing those things. So that's number one. Number two is, and this goes more to like the, like the, the Bitcoin maxi kind of like decentralized is just better. And we need to throw away this whole existing banking system and fractional lending. And it's all the devil and it all needs to go away and be replaced by this, you know, Bitcoin backed one for one, you know, perfect system of harmony that nobody can control or change. And what that tells to the people that, you know, are operating this massive institution that is just focus on the U S government, like that thing's built up over time. That's created our standard of living, right? Like the fractional bank lending makes it so that not rich people can have funds to go start a business. And if that didn't exist, they wouldn't be able to have access to those funds. So we point at it and there are lots of things wrong with it, lots of things broken with it. Right. And there are people in positions of power like a Gensler that are clearly not like operating in good faith for whatever reason. He probably, too, thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's clearly not operating in good faith like that stuff all exists and i agree and that needs to be dealt with but if you're going to point out all of the bad things that the system brings to the table you have to also point out the good things and if you make all of those bad things go away by killing off that system you're also going to make the good things go away that it created too and i think there's this like uh like utopian vision that we're trying to sell that like if it's all just decentralized magically it's going to work because the people can't screw it up anymore and it like it's not true. Like I believe a lot of it. I believe in the values of it, but it's not true. If it if the fractional banking system goes away, a whole bunch of people have to go back to the lifestyle that they were living in the 30s and 40s. Yep. And we ain't gonna be happy about that. That's gonna get a lot of yeah. people kicked out of office. Uh, so yeah. I think there's kind of these all of these narratives going around that I'd like to see us spend more time. Yeah, let's you know do our shitcoin casinos once in a while because it's fun. Um, but I think collectively we need to spend some time thinking about. What is the story that we're telling someone, right? Like if yeah. if if you're face to face with Elizabeth Warren right now and she's saying, yeah, I get it. You're making money off of this. So you're you know, you you like it, but it's bad for America. What are you going to tell her? What's the story? Yeah. What about it is good? What are the specific things that it helps? What businesses does it create? And I think we just we need a better coherent story to tell the people who think we're fakers and scammers why it's good for real and not just because it replaces yeah. all of the shit that you spent your whole life building. That's why it's good for us. Cause it makes you go away. You ain't going to win that way. So, well, like going into that, right. So, so Gemini crypto, uh, they're, they're basically a platform. Gemini is set to launch crypto derivatives platform outside the U S Will Coinbase follow suit. They, Coinbase just um, signed a uh, deal with uh, Bermuda today, today of all days. So basically they they might be doing the same thing as just, Gemini just did. And then are we are we as Americans are, are like basically just going what you just said. They they think, you know, they're you know, they're, they're going to like get away from this until it's gone. Just like you just said. So what, what, what do you think about that? I think that their trip to the UK was uh, a, a play. I think it I, they might end up moving their headquarters over there. But I think it's just to kind of show them, hey, we're thinking about this. And yeah. if they move, I won't blame them, you know, because they're being stifled right now and they've done everything that you could. Okay. So the staking thing, maybe they, you know, didn't follow through deep enough with, they could have kept knocking on Ginsler's door until he answered like month after month after month. But in terms of registering the company with the sec to go public for crying out loud, I mean, like 
like that is the perfect example. And then why did why did uh, FTX get preparation? Or why did they get like some such better treatment in yeah. terms of like? And they weren't even like a registered company with the SEC, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's just very disheartening. I can you know for Brian Armstrong, I'm sure he's like we did everything that we were supposed to, and we asked them they asked us about the staking we replied we never got a reply we asked them again and never got a reply so we kind of just you know took a step back i mean that is the perfect example to use you know against Gensler. but you know kind of um like we were saying earlier you know maybe he's he's got a lot of pressure i'm sure you know from from the people above him it just sucks for crypto uh when you see a company do everything that they can to try to comply and they yeah. end up getting screwed still get smacked in the face yep. yeah so yeah so even even all of the things i just ranted about can't explain away coinbase's treatment right now that is yeah. it's it's just real dumb the way that's all being approached um yeah and he did say uh armstrong said uh you know in a couple of years if this stuff doesn't get sorted out we might have to think about leaving so even like even if it was a ploy like he's not playing it too hard yeah, like he's he's like we gotta sort this out over the next couple of years, or we can't operate here. So, um, for what that's worth. So i i think I think you I think you've asked probably the rightest question in this entire space, and I think we don't we do ourselves a disservice by only focusing on the financialization of the technology. Like obviously, the technology grew out of financials, managing financials, playing with financials, all the all the fun stuff that, that we just spend a couple hours talking about and enjoy. But I think the only way to change the narrative is to focus on, is to try to identify prob non-financial problems that can be addressed by the technology. And so break the technology out of this very small bubble so that people can mm -hmm. see, oh, it'll help me in this way and this other way and these other ways that I interact with. Because let's face it, not every, very few people actually engage with financial instruments directly. Um, most people don't even really understand their 401k except, you know, their, their once a year election change, which they probably just get whatever they got last year. So they don't have to read that giant, you know, stack of prospectus documents. Um, so what problems, what non-financial problems can the technology address? And there certainly are, you know, Don, I've even spoken with you about a couple, um, you know, plays that are non-financial. Um, and so that then starts to open up the solution space for people. It brings in other people who aren't interested or actually don't like or, or, or find, you know, fintech distasteful. It brings in other people. So now it's like the technology gets to go outside of the bubble that sort of incubated it. And now goes and now it can go forward into other places. Of course, it's hard for those seeds to go elsewhere when there's institutions preventing those seeds and trying to, um, you know, strangle the, the plant before it, it's able to produce these seeds and, and, and send them out. But I think that's the only... That's the only way we can change the narrative because I don't see the financial bros talking about anything more than, you know, the stuff that we just had fun talking about, mm -hmm. but they won't talk about anything else. Like that's yeah. all they'll yeah. be stuck with. Um, yeah. But that does, I mean, that promise of, of reward is what drives all the innovation. Right. And it's like, you have to look at the, you have to look at the value that that catalyst existing creates um, but you also have to make sure that you're not comparing it to like a system that you believe to be perfect, right? Oh, sure. Because yeah, yeah. we yeah. we just like 
we had a global financial crash in 2008 uh, because everybody that was playing the giant Ponzi uh, all knowingly put us in a horrible position. And then one thing went wrong and chain reaction, the whole thing fell in space. So like that was that that was all playing by the rules, if you will. So they can't say like or you shouldn't say you shouldn't compare crypto to that and be like, that's perfect. And crypto's scammy and scary and risky yeah. um, because they're all <laughs> equally risky. Right. Yes, there's some protections there. And and, and, and we talked about this, too. Like, I like the fact that I can, you know rely on like the bank taking care of my money and me not losing yeah. my house. Yeah. And I know, like, I know, I know I'm not gonna lose my home and my family has a place to be and like the stability that all of that stuff creates. So like, again, like those are the benefits of it. Um, but you can't, you can't compare it like as if it's a perfect system because it too has its flaws and crypto has its flaws and they both have their upsides and their downsides. So how do we bring these two things together? And I think that's, that's the, that, that's where we need to focus our storytelling on and our, you know, our value propositions on is how do we bring these two things together? I think the, uh, we're going to eliminate you line again. You know, I said it earlier, I just, I think that's a, I think that's a loser. I don't think that gets us yeah. where we want to be. Yep. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think eventually, like, I think throughout history, it's been proven that, like, any time that um, something becomes more, uh, I guess, like, decentralized or you get more freedom, and it's something that's pow as powerful as, like, money, right? Um, eventually, what happens is trust is lost, right, between, like, everybody in society, right? Like, that's what that's what happens with these, these honeypots, these scams. So what's going to have to happen is there's going to be, like, a trust system that gets built into this. Right. And then like you'll it's almost going to be like a credit type of system with these these protocols and businesses and stuff like that. And we will slowly probably go to like a more centralized type of aspect to it. You know, with, with even though we right now we're like decentralized, decentralized, decentralized. Well, you can say that all you want. But if, if you're, you know, the projects that you invest in and you get scammed here and there, like people are going to get tired of that. You know what yep. I mean? So what's going to happen is there's going to be trust that has to be built and there's going to be big players that come into this space and they're going to be like, hey, this company never screws anybody over. They have like an A++ rating, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's going to be... Fair Crypto uh, Foundation. Yeah, and I, and I and I really I really hate to say it because like decentralization is, is, is this movement, huge movement, but it's going to come to a point to where it's going to be sort of centralized and, and, and it's going to be centralized but mm. based on trust. Yeah, you can't make all decisions for everything ahead of time, right? Like, and 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 I do think like like Bitcoin is beautifully elegant for how it operates and what it's able to do, you know, as a means of storing and transferring value. Like it for the purposes it does. So like it, it is, it's it's amazing. It is it's like technology poetry um, mm -hmm. to me. But that's like you can't you can't have. You can't pre-make all of the decisions for a society, yeah. right? Like you can't predict all of the things that you need to predict. Like at the end of the day, people need to get together and decide, what are we going to do here? And, Which is why, and, why Bitcoin worked out as well as it did, right? Because it took yeah. a very narrow slice of a problem and it said, I will solve this. In this yep. space, I will solve this. Ethereum, on the other hand, has a much bigger foot a much bigger footprint of things mm -hmm. it tries to solve and it's it's let's face it it is doing a very good 
Ethereum is doing a marvelous job of some very complicated things, but within that space, because it's trying to be, it's trying to do so many other things, there's more room for little problems to come in. Um, yep. How many, how many Bitcoin rugs have you experienced? Well, I've experienced zero. Yep. Um, how many, how many, how many EVM rugs have you experienced? <laughs> oh, Too many. Yeah, I this can't week. count. Them, right. Well, well, if they start building on the Lightning Network, though, that's going to be weird. I don't know if you guys have heard much about that, but they're not yeah, done much with Lightning. Though. Lightning takes Lightning takes a different slice, and it says we can apply, we can use Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Bitcoin technology to do this adjacent slice. It's not saying we're going to make a whole new slice, or it's like, you know, it's like it's an adjacent but a different slice, and it's going to do that. So would the Bitcoin mm -hmm. be gas for for that network when they build on it? Yeah. Because that's that's, I mean, the maxis will definitely have people saying, "Ha ha, you know, you're just like Ethereum now." Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. But you got to wait that ten minute block time. Like, who the hell wants to wait ten minutes for a fucking transaction? Well, for? Lightning's supposed to be different. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. It's not official for the ten minutes. Like, Lightning's basically just bulks it all together and sends it sends it through. So I think it's still. I mean, you you'll see it in your wallet and it's guaranteed, but it's still not. Security isn't there that you would if you just send it on the Bitcoin network. Is there is there a centralization vector there then in there is lighting? Right. Yeah. So that's what yeah, inevitably. And that's what like that's why you see varying degrees of centralization and decentralization across Ethereum. Because depending on what problem you're trying to solve, you may or may not be yeah, able to exactly. fully decentralize it. Exactly. And that's why I mean just like being a maxi of anything, I think is 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 not the most productive <laughs> thing. I get be a fan of things. I'm a fan of things. But there's no thing that is the right answer for everything. And there's no like our world is way too complex yeah. for that to, to play out. So I think that's yeah, that's that's how I try to think about it. I'm becoming yeah. a Zen maxi. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump let's jump into um so uh for Gitsmo, uh you don't know this, but um every week, I think for the last ten weeks, Niblets, we've done a portfolio thing. Where you get, uh, it's it's not real money, it's fake money. But let me share my screen again. Um, so we, we love have a portfolio fake money. That's oh, yeah. Nice. So so you'll you'll get a hundred dollars fake money. I think last week when I told Lemon, he thought I was giving him a hundred bucks, but I'm not <laughs> giving you a hundred dollars. But uh, you'll get a hundred dollars of fake money. You get to put it in any coin you want. You can put it in in ten coins, one coin. Whatever gas. You want to do. I want to put all so, mine in gas to burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good move. Dude, I, I'm over about 300 hours in gas this this week. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, who wants to go first uh, with their 100 hours? So every, everyone here will get 100 bucks. You can put it in here. We can also uh, take away from something, take profit, put it in something else. You can do many different things. And this is kind of a, a running thing that we do each week and we'll continues to do it all the way through and kind of see if we can turn this, uh, this DCA portfolio into a million dollar portfolio. As you can see, we're five hundred dollars down. Yes, um, it's a lot of red. We eighteen percent. So Shizzy, you, you speak a lot about the four year cycle. I'm starting to notice a four week cycle. Like every four weeks, you see some green, and then there's like three weeks of red, and then some green. Yep. So I, I'll just run through this real quick. With um, I'll just do it by P and L. So uh, we'll go the other way. So our biggest um, and this is uh, I didn't do this. This is Niblets and uh. Yagobi. I said that right? Yagobi. 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 Sorry. So those guys uh, got us 41 bucks. Um, the next one is Plutus well, Dow. This is mine. We talked about Plutus Dow earlier. Uh, I got in this, I think, around 40 cents, if uh, if I believe so. So, yeah. 
and then um maple uh, i think uh lemon put that in our portfolio last wow this man 18 real money in that one no seriously and then uh we got render three bucks and usdc which is our, our fifth gainer so we're not doing that great year and then this is all red but uh let's uh let's check it again next week but um yeah so who wants to go first I'll All give right, you I'll, a, I'll give you a hundred bucks on on magic, and not because I'm a, uh, a a treasure guy, but because that I can just tell you, dollar sixteen right now for that Crazy. is a is is a good buy. Yeah, um, yeah. That's been hovering, I'd say, averaging around a buck fifty, yeah. uh, and north of a buck fifty, quite quite a bit. So you want to do the whole hundred? Do you want to do half or throw hundred? Throw the whole hundred in there. Okay. Yeah, dollar sixteen is correct. I mean, it's been quite a while. Just a few months ago, it, uh, up around two. So, um, and I've I've seen it. I've seen it peak many times. I mean, that's I did not know it was at a dollar sixteen. That's super cheap. I might buy another there battle. I might, um, you know, I might, <laughs> might dip my my toes in for that kind of price. Go back for your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm coming back for it. That's that's the death cry of every gambler in the world. It's like I just need one more fly. <laughs> Exactly. One more mod pack, I'll win it all back. <laughs> exactly. And I'll right. never gamble again. <laughs> just one last heist, man. That's all. all right, who's next? <laughs> Can you scroll to the bottom, Shizzy? Sure. Let me see what was down there. I was just looking at. USDC is calling your name. <laughs> uh. GMX, we have Quant, we have Dopex, Kava, Render, oh, the Graph, iPore, Liquidity, Avalanche. So we basically have a Shizdex here. That's <laughs> it totally is. And I'm in 90% of these projects, not financial advice. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll I mean, go next. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, DXN. Uh, I, I would burn Zen for it. So that's the only way yeah, you can get it. You can also get it on the market. You can buy it with ETH as well. But uh, I think DXN and I, I this is not this uh, full disclosure. I, I am a very, I'm very invested in this token. I got, but I got in around forty dollars. So wow, but I, I burnt I burned Zen to get it at those prices. What's the supply? Uh, five five million max. There's okay. three thousand tokens go in every single day, and depending on how much Zen you burn, that you get that percentage. So if if you burn like the highest amount of Zen, and you get the the you know the most amount of dxn you oh, the least, oh you get the least but there's only three thousand and there's yeah, less do you get your exact time. percent of the pie no, uh yeah so okay it, depending how much is burned so it, yeah. it's it's so every day at 10 a.m is is the cutoff so that starts off and the three thousand uh dxn gets paid out that morning gotcha. and then it goes again so if you want to burn i would do it like 9 a.m uh, eastern standard time um 9 a.m. and then just, just wait just kind of see who's in there if there's not a lot of people in there you might want to get in that's what i did and like last sunday it wasn't a lot of burns at all and that's why i got in that's why i got a really good amount of uh dxn i got like i made about 80 bucks i ended up saying a lot but more than i burned yeah so gotcha well, how did how did you get the zen to do that did you go in the secondary market and buy it because you, you yeah. said that you okay okay I, I did have a little bit, so I, I did a couple uh, ten days just to, just to kind of mess with it and see how how the claim worked and all. I lost yeah. money on those because because of, of gas fees because yeah. that you're, you're going to lose money if you do the ten the ten twenty days. But I, I just wanted to physically before I invested too much, I want to physically see yeah, what yeah. was what was the claiming like. Yeah. So. Yep. 
This is yeah. I'll probably do something similar. But I, I highly recommend at, at least minute for free. Pay the gas fee Sunday morning. You'll probably pay like eight to ten bucks, and you minute. And worst comes to worst, you make make a couple hundred bucks. Are you still uh, strong on a a star? Yeah, a star is my number one uh, blockchain. So a star to me is just a uh, basically a. Uh, derivative play for polka dot like i'm very bullish on polka dot and uh a star is uh i think the evm and wasm that really takes off in the next board run that derivative play so they're gonna offer leverage no i'm just saying it's a leverage play oh okay on top it's instead of going to polka dot i want to and uh i want to pick the individual uh, one that i think is going to be uh i'm gonna do 50 in a star and then 50 in avalanche that works. And then fifty in where? Avalanche. Oh, we get a full avalanche now. We've got a half point. Oh, point three. All right. So we'll just do. What is this? Uh, you want to do the whole fifty? Yeah. All right. Just call it that. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Niblets, you're next, buddy. Well, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna drop a bunch into magic, um, but since Don already did that, I don't want to overdo magic. So I'll do half in Canto. Um, because at 26, I know, I know your yeah. buy-in for Canto is 19. 19 cents, yeah. 26 is close enough. For me, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm going to start putting putting stuff into it now. Is, so is Canto half, on ETH? Canto no, is a no. yeah. What was it? On, oh, it's its own chain. So yeah, it's a, it's EVM chain. It's actually EVM and it's on on um, Cosmos as well. It's okay. it's it's both. It's it's uh, yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Canto is another one that was um, uh, basically just given out to the developers. It's basically a pretty fair launch. Um, but it was airdropped to the people who participated. But like there was, there's no admin keys, which basically means there's no one can go in and, and unlock the tokens that are sitting there. No one can adjust it, and it's it's pretty fair. And I, I love fair. So <laughs> yeah, the other nice thing about Canto is is it has a very consistent uh, yield, um, and the yield pays out in Canto. So again, not not a not a a dump coin um, to get screwed. So um, if you if you believe in the chain, um, you can pair your Canto with uh, with a stable, or you can pair your Canto with uh, with, with with Cosmos with Atom, um, and so and that earns you back. You know, it's 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 doing 150 ish percent uh, APR, so about a 320 APY if you uh, on a daily compound paying your paying back out in Canto. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't take too long. My feeling the math for me works out really well with that uh, with that kind of yield as opposed to just holding Canto if you believe if you believe it's going to go somewhere you're actually in a good position if you're if you don't believe it's going to take off in the next couple months mm-hmm. uh, you do end up earning back more through the yield farming do they um, have do they have an auto uh, compounder or do you have to manually do it there are there are auto compounders out there but the APY is about a hundred less hundred percent less than oh, compounding. No. Yeah. so um, yeah yeah, so unless you're super lazy, that's a real high premium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said 50 in Canto and 50 in what? Sorry. Yeah, 50 in Canto and uh, 
gosh, you know, 50 and Arb. Um, you guys talked me into um, you Arb just took out 100 last week. I know, <laughs> I, I put the 100 back in, remember? <laughs> yeah. That's right. No, 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 no. Okay, you know what? You know, I take that back. I take that back. Okay. That's just that's just silly talk. Um, go back up again. No, yeah. you know what? Um, where was it? Oh, what was I seeing? Um, I think Dopex. I don't, I, I gotta get an update on them, but their yeah. supply for their uh, governance token is so low. low. It's yeah. like 500,000, man. That thing could take off. They're really good. I'm going to put, let's, let's put the other half in uh, um, image AI. Okay. I mean, we're, it's down. So that's actually really good. Uh, it's, it's down. A bit. It's, it's down prob almost a third from where it was recently. Man, the image AI movement is something that everybody's like jumping on that right now. Yep. Yeah, and that's a project that it, it's it's what I was had in mind when I was talking about um, AI projects that have their own token that you will use to um, buy value added services. So you so shortly once they once they release all their value added services, you will need to use their token in order to pay for them, or you'll need to hold over a certain amount. Token gating. In order, yeah, in order to earn the right to access um, some of those features. Yeah, text-to-video, I think I can't remember the exact call letters for it, but uh, something like that text-to-video looked like it had a pretty cool product, and I saw uh, some some people that I follow that I trust buying into that a bit this past week, and it was running up. Nice. Interesting one to check out. Yeah, it's hard to know where, you know, which players to go with because there's so many, and you know that out of that group. One's going to break out, yeah. Uh, but which ones? Yeah, just buy them all. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit and all. Just that's, a little bit and all. So I mean, if you get a hundred yeah. X, I mean, hey, you put three hundred bucks in it, a hundred X and a hundred X. There you go. She's so. gambit. Why pick? Just buy everything. Just buy everything. That's seriously. I, I couldn't figure out like what, what what I want to buy, so I'd buy it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I go to if I go to Walmart, this does that work at Walmart? Well, well yeah. I, I will I will say this though. I will say this. This might that might be a good strategy for where crypto is right now before yes. before regulation yeah. fully like comes the in. Entire, the entire system. Yeah, think about it. Because like we're at like think about like the tech and speculation stocks. Those only shoot up really whenever like the market's super good, right? But then, like, whenever there's economic unstable, you know, being unstable, then those are the first stocks to go. Well, I feel like all of crypto is that speculative <laughs> market, yeah. right? So, like, when the economy's back good and there's regulation, you have really good chance to make good money if you use Shizzy's uh, strategy. Sh Not I financial advice. Shiz <laughs> the Shizdex 500. I have about <laughs> 82 like protocols so far. So, I, I got another 420 to go. <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone has any suggestions, please leave them in the comments. I will probably buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this was an amazing show. Get small. I want to thank you, man. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. I would love to have hey, you on again pleasure. as soon as possible. Yakobi, right? I said it right this time? Yagobi. Like, Yagobi. 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 I will get it right next week. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Niblets, as always, man. I really appreciate you, buddy. I'll thank, thank everyone for watching, listening. Uh, like it don't like it i don't care have a great night guys have a great night fellas all, all right, right guys thank all you right. all have a good night guys see ya night